I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Welcome to Team Rabbit Hole Edition 258 with Morgan. It is the Solstice episode. And between freezing and thawing, welcome, Morgan. Welcome, Jim. So, hey, pleasure to be here. Yeah, he's been here before, but in case people don't know, Morgan is calling from in from New Zealand. So he is experiencing his summer solstice, whereas Raphael and I are are in the Northern Hemisphere, and it is the shortest day of the year, my mother's birthday, ironically, today. Um, Morgan, oh, welcome back. It's always cool. a pleasure. Uh, I know it's like raining cats, but we got it. We got it. Um, so this episode is 258, and that would reduce to six numerologically, which is the lover's card. Uh, so the lover's is about seeking connection with others, blending opposing ideas into one, making a choice, mm-hmm. and accepting yourself as you are giving and receiving freely. Raphael, what angel card do you have? So this is the very last angel, uh, the angel Mm. of endings and rebirth, number 72. This angel protects against unknown mystical powers, helps to have success, and leads to discoveries that are generally useful. Dominates chemistry, physics, medicine, longevity, and physical energy. The affirmation goes, I envision my dreams of social harmony. Terror association, of course, here is the Ten of Cups. So I'm curious, Morgan, between the left card and that angel, the last angel Uh, card. uh, 72, nice. Mm, mm. I did did research not too long ago. I think I sent you a video or two of uh, Moraki Boulders. Cool, cool place in New Zealand. Um, just down the road, I I knew what the card was going to be, and it's from the uh, Thoth deck and uh, the Crowley deck, card number 20, the Aeon. So um, this card is about Isis and Osiris and their child, um, Horus. Um, it's a lot of beautiful symbolism in the card. If you are able to check out an image of it, I would suggest definitely do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, this card, this card is basically talking about the birthing of a new era and new beings, whether we see that as within ourselves or within the external world. That is what this card is very, very much about. And we have just entered the age of Pisces. So in many ways, this is like a fulfillment of a prophecy um, that we're actually living in now, which is, is pretty fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, this is the crowned conquering child, and that can sound pretty, well, it can sound beautiful or quite full on, uh, depending on what the way you want to look at it. Um, so it's also about my art, 
the ruler of the next aeon, um, with the, which is truth, justice, and order. Um, and it's definitely got associations to fire as the initiator of change. And I know last time we spoke, I talked about baptisms, the baptism of water, the gentle one that everyone lines up for, and then the baptism of fire, which is spirit, which is a bit more painful for many, but in my in my book anyway, well worth it. Um, so the correlations are the Hebrew letter shin, which means tooth. <laughs> Quite hilarious. I lost one of my teeth recently. Um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, the attributions are fire and spirit, and the path in the Kabbalah is the 31st path, and it connects Hod and Malkuth, and the associations of color are violet, mercury, Hermes, um, so sort of the hermaphrodite, or the blending of two energies and two beings and duality, which is much like the lovers, into the violet, which is about the crown. And the other association is yellow um, and the four elements of earth being in harmony within ourselves to create the fifth or bring into balance the potential to have the fifth fully embodied, which is spirit. Um, and yeah, I think that's my notes I made on that card. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. The sink with the tooth is kind of uncanny. Um, and uh, like oh, it, Osiris yeah. and, Osiris, uh, Osiris and um, ISIS, the lovers, in a very particular way, uh, coming online. So I can see some mm -hmm. resonances. So, um, so kind of fill us in what you've been up to. I know the world's kind of gone crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how long ago you've been on. Maybe uh, six months or a year ago. Um, or uh, pretty much, I would. I'd say about a year. Pretty much, it's like I, I said to myself, I, I have the capacity to offer one a year, and I'd like to do it at the end of the year. That suits me. So here we are, about a year on, as far as I can recall. <laughs> That's what's up. Raphael, did you want to say something? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Uh, okay, I was cool. just basically, before you were talking about I was wondering how many people lost some tooth recently. Because I also <laughs> had a splinter tooth, and at least my dentist, who's pretty psychic, uh, also and you know, holistic, <laughs> she said there's been recently a lot of people that uh, had issues with particular teeth. And I think even, which one is it? It's number, I don't want to say something wrong. I think it's number five number five if you know the counting system and of course there's attributions to anyone who hasn't looked into this there's attributions between planets and teeth and so on i'm not sure jim if you ever looked at this up it's pretty interesting saturn you know, and teeth and bones other than that not really no not just that oh, but there's for each particular that, tooth there is an association a particular one so these maps exist so just like oh, with the hands you know like with everything you know everything is mapped out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well we, we are basically yeah, if we think about the stars, the heavenly bodies, right? They're above us. They're maps and guidance systems. You know, I think down here on Earth, as above, so below, our body is not a map system of the stars as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so sure. a year has passed. I mean, I guess when we talked last mm. COVID and this whole kind of pandemic situation was popping, um, I know New Zealand is maybe. didn't you? Just so, checking. Yeah. You said pandemic with the L in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just in case some people missed it, that's all. Yeah. I <laughs> stuff until, I mean, Raphael's been, and my fiance have been like very uh, on that way for a long time. And I just put my head mm -hmm. in the sand like an ostrich and I was like, ah, I'll do other things. Um, at this point, it's kind of just. Oh, yeah. you know, the, 
the, be- the beauty of it is it's not everyone's job to be on the same path. I mean, that's the most redundant, ridiculous idea ever. It's like, oh, let's all join the same path on the same team. That's pointless. We've all got specialties and talents and gifts, and we've got to all find our own path. And then we come together and work in harmony like threads of a tapestry. It's like, that's how you get the beautiful pictures, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I, I wasn't. Yeah, like so, afraid, yeah, but it's getting it's getting to. I'm not even afraid. Really, my mushroom trip the other day, I, I tripped on the um, full moon in Gemini opposite the Galactic Fuck Center. Why, bro? <laughs> uh, it means well. Yeah, uh, but at some level, it's just yeah. I mean, I, I, the only reason I'm bringing it up is you're in New Zealand, and I know they're a little more draconian than are they? Oh, do you want do you want to hear, bro? Do you want to hear about the New Zealand trip? New Zealand is a very strange place because. It is, as I say, the leading edge of the world. Um, we, and this is known to quite a few people, we're an experimental place because there's many reasons for this because we're a small population size. Um, we're easily controllable because of the size. We, have, we don't have a military to defend ourselves for shit. Um, we're freaks and mutants, which is kind of our fallback power, um, but we're freaks and mutants because we've been an experimental ground of a lot of things. Countries will try out new ideas here and we're basically a test subject population many times over. Um, and that's what rocks in this country. And you can get down that trip and you can be like, holy shit. And it can scare a lot of people. And I travel around, I guess, for the last, I've lost track, but let's just say month and a half, I've been traveling. Um, so I've been around the country talking to people, seeing the reality, not viewing it through a screen, a filter, a lens viewing it through my senses and through other people's awarenesses of their own senses, which I really value highly. And that works for me to fill in a picture of what's actually happening much more than articles, but supplementary articles I read and get to see are little snapshots. But the value I really gain is from both aspects, but to put it into a bigger picture from multitudes of different strands, it's going out there and actually talking to people, which has been of immense value um, for me in the latter part of this year. Um, isn't and, yeah, and you, yeah, go ahead. All the, New Zealand where all the billionaires build their bunkers, supposedly? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's true, man. I've been there. I used to work, last time we chatted, I was in Hawe Flat, which is, it's the heartland of an area, but the, and it's beautiful. And I felt so much peace, but I returned recently and I saw the sickness has even spread into the heart of that particular geographical region. Kind of sad, but I kind of was hinted at uh, a year and a bit ago of an old person who lived there that that sickness was already there or, or elements of it or people had bought it there. Let's put it that way, because the land is very interesting there. But you're very correct that that's where they build them. Um, Peter Thiel, uh, and I can't remember what exactly, he was more the backer financially investor with a lot of the tech people in Silicon Valley. He bought his citizenship here in a day, like just bought it so he could build his house. And I've been up in the hills around the pockets of central Otago, Queenstown, funnily enough called Queenstown, um, is where they do it. garages like doors of garages built and the interesting thing is the new wealth um okay oh that's interesting that was my mum trying to pull but not right now um 
yeah, that that the way they keep it secret, I actually went to Peter Thiel's house, one of his houses he owns, and just was outside, and this person came out, and I tried to talk to them, is this Peter Thiel's house, etc., blah, blah, blah. They were like, oh, um, I don't know anything. I just rent here, et cetera. Complete ignorance, which is fine. The people who build these are basically people like me. I'm a painter, decorator, tradies, people of practical skills. They're earning the, some of the best money in New Zealand at the moment. And they get paid little bonuses to do these jobs under full discretion, uh, under full secrecy agreements. So they're not allowed to talk. They'll hint, they'll allude if they feel brave enough but they're getting kickbacks in their own pocket to put these places in and uh, not say anything about it. Another friend of mine was working in the ski fields there and up on the top of the ranges, that's where some of these new super sports cars are taken and driven on like ice conditions, like ridiculous cars you won't see for a couple of years, um, are tested up on the mountains of this place on fast tracks. Like it's, it's amazing that, that all these weird energies come here um, and do all these things. It's, it's quite surreal. And most Kiwis, because this is someone else's perspective, are very blinkered, very insular blinkered to the small reality pocket around them because it's such a beautiful landscape that why wouldn't you just be present with the beauty of the nature around you that all these things happen very subtly in the background. And um, yeah, it's really interesting. And I almost don't want to talk about the political spectrum here, but if you want to hear about it if that's a topic i can go into that as well well i'm doing <laughs> like i mean yeah just like I'm i was gonna curious, go to for sure so, ahead, yeah man. i mean it's all you know fractal somehow what's interesting here yeah if this is correct it says the distance from antarctica to new zealand is about five thousand kilometers uh, hilarious yeah sure and I can't even see now if that's close or not because I have no bearing on uh, on distance, but it should be pretty close, no? Yeah, it's like there's two places. The Well, there was a race to Antarctica and uh, who won? Amundsen won. Uh, Scott, Captain uh, Scott Robert Falcon and Scott. Um, that's, that's a brutal story. They died. Um, they were eating their ponies. It got to the point where they were stuck in a snowstorm. This is to discover the South Pole. But they left from New Zealand, and there's history. They left from Dunedin, another place I used to live, because it's so close. I think the only other potential pathway that people take now is from the tip of South America, which is also very close. Um, right. Like We are one of the most southern, let's say, developed lands, inhabited developed lands. So, yes, we are the closest to... Antarctica, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm just bringing this up because there's many strange things going on in Antarctica, of course, and people meeting there for uh, who knows, you know, what reason exactly and strange yeah, parties. One of, yeah, one of my weird dreams, like fantasy dreams of how am I going to dream my life into existence at one point was like, oh, a tradie, um, whoa. Cool. Imagine painting in Antarctica. It's like Jesus, the conditions and how you would even do that. They'd have the tech to do it, but um, would be like, well, that'd be a trip and a half. Just go there and see what it's about. Like there'd be all these like things don't go here and blind. You'd be monitored and then all this other sort of shit. And you'd have to be pretty brave to just go. I'm just going to go for a walk and see what I can find. <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure. Like a friend showed me this big scrubbed area and this trail mark 
on Google Maps of Antarctica. And the funny thing is, they used to do like black boxes, but that made it so obvious. And now they try and do it grays and whites to blend it in, but it's just super obvious that that stuff is happening down there that they don't want people to know about. So basically just why i bring this up is because with all the buildings in new zealand all i'm always wondering mm -hmm. about you know there certainly is this great reset scenario where some people oh, some hilarious people you yeah. that they can flush everyone down the toilet and you know be the ones that uh, stay on top what i'm thinking about is <laughs> something like this shit depends on the quality of the shit though whether it sinks or floats i mean <laughs> right right and because what i'm always thinking about is we flushed There's so many people <laughs> investing so much money in New Zealand, and I'm thinking, like, if yeah. I really want to reset something, and I'm like the it's ultimate con right. controller in the hierarchy, I will totally use my tsunami weapon and basically evaporate that island, you know? So well, I have but, no... but that's the thing is, that's the ridiculous thing is, and I'll say this for anybody in New Zealand who might be listening, who's going down the rabbit hole of fear and fucking, oh my god. Because that's what happens I'm when you face. I'm not saying it would happen. Shit. I'm just, I'm just wondering about oh, no, all no, those no. people investing so much and their ideology. Ideology. That's all. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. oh, oh, that's all a scam, bro. You, you, you like yeah, every, probably. Well, yeah, say, every, probably. Yeah. By now, like the carbon credit trading system was a scam. The green climate agenda is a scam. The um, the infrastructure of all this development of money put into third world countries to feel good. Oh, look, we're protecting islands from sea rising levels. It's like that's another scam. I mean, they're all just scams sold to us. And it's so funny when the whole like COVID agenda started to get weak and everybody was seeing what was happening with that. It's like all of a sudden and the media starts popping up. Oh, let's not forget about Greta and our planet dying. It's like they're just rehashing the same shit they've already been rehashing because they're so lazy that they can't come up with something new. And it's already always borrowed from like science fiction writers and other people because they don't actually have a playbook. It's like American football. It's like, you know, we've seen we've seen the game plan happen and they're just rehashing and recycling these old ideas that a lot of people have already caught on to. And it's like, uh, funny. <laughs> it's just like, it kind of just makes you shake your head and go, I don't really need to stress about what they're doing or what their agenda is because they'll just, they have to tell you. And you're just like, oh yeah, and I saw that before. So, so what? <laughs> it's become so transparent. And I think, There was a moment, a peak moment at some point this year where the whole agendas of manipulation just became so transparent to everybody, but it's like a blip. And then all of a sudden something comes up, a distraction, whether it be cats on the internet or whether it be this or that, and people go back to sleep again and go, oh, carry on. <laughs> but What but I'll just say the political... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you jump in, Jim. I'll take a break from talking. <laughs> you were going to say something to possible kiwis watch listening in or watching um about not being afraid so whatever oh, you have to say yeah about that. yeah much well, well that's kind of just summing it up and in, in a sense is that is and, and and to jump back to the bulk hold idea if people with amazing wealth privilege and power are buying up land in this country it's like if people are stressing let's say about food security or land security or, or the global situation. And this is sounding a little bit fuck the rest of the world, but it's, I don't actually mean this. This is just specifically for Kiwis or, yeah, um, is that if they're buying up here to retreat to when the, when the shit storm actually happens, which may or may not happen, um, why would you then be afraid? Because it's like, don't shit in your own nest. You're going to have to actually look after this land to have it sustain you. Like, these people aren't complete idiots, even though you look at some of the things they do. 
and you go, what the fuck? Um, this land has been chosen because it's easily self-sustainable. Beautiful, rich oceans, wonderful land that hasn't been fucked by, by years and years of overproduction or overworking of the land. There's like animals aplenty everywhere. There's heaps of green space. You can disappear and be by yourself for like weeks, um, it, it, like in an in, in, in hour's drive from anywhere pretty much. So that's my message to Kiwis is like, yes, these people are coming here. Yes, they're kind of a bit weird and messed up, whatever trips they're on. But if you're in New Zealand, things are a bit messed up in terms of the experimentation. But at the same time, the natural world, and if you see yourself as a part of nature, and you you can be safe. Like How you, you cannot. What's this? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, I'm just the thing. The thought that comes to mind. I'm not even trying to defeat your point particularly, but it's like um, they're making bunkers and it's, it's uh, elevated. I I don't know what your thoughts are about pole shifts and stuff, but I just recently saw a document. Oh yeah, bro. That, yeah, yeah man. It's like, cyclic and the cia knows about this and that this that, and the other and basically yeah. the idea is that you know pretty much in the course of a day things go about 90 degrees other ways which would cause pretty much global tsunamis and stuff and just havoc that we can't imagine but um in a weird mm. way i i mean i'm not saying this to scare you because <laughs> you're like hey no no darn like well they're picking a place to like dig a hole doesn't mean that place is protected by any means you know what i mean um it's a no, high elevation yeah yeah, bro. I can definitely, I can definitely um, hit, well, hit one with 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 some perspectives, and it is like the whole the whole manipulation of our environment, our weather, our systems, blah 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 blah, has been going on for eons, pretty much. Um, will happen. Will continue to happen. But at the same time, this is the artificial manipulations, and nature has its own intelligence and course and way of being. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you can do all this sort of stuff. And and you're playing with fire. You're playing with you're playing with a sentient a sentient being, a collective sentient being, which is an even better way to frame it. So it's like, yes, you can do these things. What are you going to unleash? And the thing is, the arrogance of thinking it can be controlled is the arrogance of the downfall because nature will fight back and do things. And maybe fighting back is not how we imagine it, but it will happen. And um, you know what happened recently in New Zealand? One story was this. White Island, called White Island um, Volcano. There's a few of them around. It ended up basically having this explosion, killing tourists, helicopter things from all around the world. This is the story that came out. Yeah, I saw this. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, and the thing I find quite funny, um, and I have to say the word funny, um, is that, well, interesting and funny is that the amount of people that instantly jump on the tragedy, sorrow, whoa, and it becomes collective and everybody focuses on that. And from my perspective, I'm like, yes, I can understand this on the human level and it's very real. Um, But at the same time, I'm just like, hey, this is just nature making a choice and doing its thing and asking for sacrifice or taking sacrifice. And this happens a lot. And it's not for me to come, well, I don't care how I come across but the, the point is, everybody jumps on that bandwagon, and I'm, I will say, this is nature doing its thing. And for whatever reason, these people have been chosen to be gifted back. And we are in Saturnalia, and we are in harvesting time. Um, and that may sound very harsh for people who have lost loved ones, um, 
or that may be a harsh concept for them to understand, but that's the time of year we're at. And it doesn't matter whether you're North or South Pole, this will happen. And this is an amplitude time of that particular stuff, whether it's nature doing it, whether it's man's hand manipulated doing it, i.e. 90% death, infertility, we've got to smash down these population numbers because we've now realized that, oh, controlling too many people is too hard. I'm like, fuck, that sounds lazy to me. <laughs> you know, it sounds really lazy. Oh, we're bitten off more than we can chew. We're just going to have to chuck 90% of it away. Um, yeah, and pretty incompetent. So just very briefly to... Oh, yeah. Exactly, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just to be clear, so when I was saying about a scenario for New Zealand, of course, I'm not talking about rising sea levels or anything. I'm actually only yeah. talking about human-made, you know, weather weapons and so on. Just imagine mm. if there is, you know, a higher level of hierarchy and control. It's probably not oh, for sure. Seal. So then I was just saying, I'm wondering about all those guys investing there because if I was the ultimate controller and shit hits the fan and I really want to reset, I'm not going to mm. keep around a huge posse of people that think they're also important tech billionaires. I'm going to have them all go to New Zealand and I'm going to press the button and flush them down the toilet as well, you know? So I'm oh, just bro, saying, that's getting dark as, man. But okay, that's and interesting. I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just wondering oh, no. about the logic of those people investing if they really understand the structure they're actually dealing with because if I participate oh, in no, global but, calling, but they, but they don't. I shouldn't be surprised mm. if I'm being called myself, you know, that's <laughs> what I'm just mm. saying. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny because these people now, and this is the sad part or the funny part or however emotive way you want to frame it, is that, um, <laughs> is that as I as I touched on before, there's two forces that can do that can do that process. It can be the the collective entity collective and singular combined entity of nature or it can be the 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 let's say technocrats or you know um harmonic will or something like that well i mean yeah let's smash it out into the galaxy bro all of those forces can decide so if you're only aware which you touched on Raphael, in the sense of um yeah like like keep your friends closer but your enemies even closer it's like the the viper's den is like people jostle for power and control in the stuff and then when ego gets involved and things and people are used as porn and who's the real power player i'm like well it's none of the humans i mean that's just that's just that's just fundamental it's none of these humans if they think they are it's like they'll get their reality check in time and i have a feeling something big will happen in that particular area where these people are building, let's say, their false sense of security and investing heaps in it. Something is going to happen. What it is, I don't know. I've sensed it. It may be the mountains will fall down. A big shift will happen. The the, the lake will, you know, spew even, fire. Even I, metaphysically, if you just concentrate all the energy of, like you say, searching for security, even just metaphysically, I can well mm -hmm. imagine even that in itself, you know, is, is mm. pretty pretty dangerous so and just to mention briefly yeah. best thing i recently heard about volcanoes is volcanoes yeah. are actually the exhaust pipe for the huge underground cities that are already existing and that's the way they get rid of their toxic waste <laughs> oh now now we're going into like war of the worlds like so see this is the thing i'm just like science fiction i'm like uh, all I'm saying is it gets really it yeah. gets really difficult with tsunamis and stuff if you know what <laughs> devices do exist to do this artificially. I think it's yeah. just like with the virus now, you know, it's always so important yeah. to be able to discriminate what is really a force of nature 
mm-hmm. and what is really mm-hmm. very artificially human-made, you know, yeah. or manipulated and, into and, reality. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, they're trying to blur these lines, and it's it's very obvious, and this was always their agenda. If you've read some of the literature of people who are influential thinkers, and the funny thing is, the influential thinkers will write the books, and then the people of means and capacity, the doers, will do the acts. And you can just read the book and, and read the book, and then 20 years later, you'll go, oh, my God, this is what they're doing. Right. How did this person know? Um, <laughs> seed planting, they planted the idea there, and people ran away with it, and which is cool. I mean, hey, that's how we operate. Or I mean, I honestly us. think they were part of the same club ever since in that type of ideology. So I just think one, one branch is just... Many you know. clubs that, that, that intermingle, and within these clubs, there are particular power players for a set amount of time, and and it can get and it can get quite incestuous in the sense, and this is this is proven throughout history. I'll keep it in the family, keep it in the bloodline, etc. And but the weird thing is, it's now opened up and diversified under the banner and guises of all oh, the rainbow thing, all oh, with the rainbow, rainbow agenda. <laughs> I don't even want to go too deep into that, but other people will. Um, I'll mention again, I've plugged him twice now, Jay Dyer. He does a very good take into what's actually happening. He reads a lot of books um, to see where things are going. Just get my head around what you're talking about. Probably not cut to quote rainbow prophecies, more like, you know, transhumanist, like transsexual stuffs. We've, we've, We've touched on the rainbow and it glitched. I was like, I don't know what he uh, means by that. Do you know what he means by that, Raphael? I'm not exactly sure, but it could well be that differentiation, you know, like one part, like you say, is the, you know, rainbow warrior, Hopi prophecy, whatever yeah. that is exactly. And the, like, oh, I'm here for this. <laughs> and the <laughs> other aspect would be the LGBTQ AI flag or whatever, which actually is an inverted rainbow, as I'm sure you noticed, right? I've actually never noticed it, now that you say it's it. It's inverted. I've, it's okay. basically a chakra system, but inverted. So already it's kind of like, uh, like why? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's the um, popular rainbow flag. I will message him really quick just on my phone oh, to I'm see. Pretty sure he'll, he'll jump right yeah, back in. I feel like he would do that. Um, yeah, and I'm not trying to be all like dour, but it seems like, I mean, the sun has gone into Capricorn, Mercury's in Capricorn, Venus is in retrograde in Capricorn, and Pluto's in Capricorn. Um, so it's a time i mean the and that capricorn is the devil card in tarot but also it's like the world like the physical world so i think we're going to need to i don't know in a sense like and this is where it gets tricky because this is you know how does one navigate these waters uh it, um william wallace you know in braveheart the story or whatever the movie in history or story who cares if it's true or not but in this model uh he's been wronged in a particular way his wife is throat her his throat slit and um, he goes on this revenge thing, um, very you know hardcore. But that's how the change in the world occurs, in a sense. I, I don't like saying fight fire with fire, but it's a, it seems like the level. Of, I mean, how would I put it? And what he was saying is even more important. Like Australia, um, New Zealand, a lot of these countries don't have gun rights, particularly. Um, so self defense is kind of not even an option at that level. Not that I'm really advocating guns. I don't own any or anything like that. But it's it's just interesting to see how. Um, how does one, I mean, faith, I guess, you know, whether it's the, uh, the story of the, um, 
temp, uh, city of Jericho falling because people are singing at a certain frequency pitch and taking the arc cover around the city. Like there's going to be methods that fix this, but I don't know what they are right now. And it's not, it doesn't seem like, demo, uh, you know, corporate democracy and industrial, like, you know, what we're dealing with now doesn't want to flip. Even the Ghislaine Maxwell thing is like, well, I'm not going to testify. And, you know, it's like the justice system doesn't work. Um, so it's a very infuriating moment for me. Um, but I guess I've, in some weird way, I've been psychologically preparing, just kind of being on the skirts of society for so long that if it does collapse, it's like I didn't have much to begin with. Right? <laughs> don't don't <laughs> have too much invested in this shindig, you know. Yeah. It may as well go down. <laughs> John the Baptist isn't affected the same way by a stock crash as the Pharisees or whatever. So oh, yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, I don't know, at some level – I think there's a cop out where we've been waiting for aliens or angels or God and stuff to intervene. And it's like, maybe that does occur, but we can't expect it to occur. So it's like, what, like, that's why I was bringing up the William Wallace thing. He could sit there and be like, Oh God, please help me find justice. But he decided to take it upon himself. Um, devil's advocate, devil card court, Capricorn season. Um, he took the, he took the world and formed it in his own will. I mean, in a, in a kind of righteous war or whatever but not everybody else was you know all the other scots are highlanders or whatever they weren't dealing with revenge like that they were just it was pent-up aggression and that's kind of where the world is right now and it's hard for me to get a pulse on it because of mainstream media and just silly things i mean i hope it comes back but he was saying he's getting in and around people and kind of on the ground understanding the situation for his own community and that would be my next question yeah (laughs) yeah it's like what do we do um because like i like i said I'm trying to travel and it's starting to get to a place where it seems like they've set up enough dominoes to shove it and be like, well, you need the paperwork. You need the bag. I mean, it's getting tricky and it's not like, so it's not just going to be a Rosa Parks situation where I'm like, Hey, I don't want to, I'm getting on this bus and flight and whatever. It's like, apparently it's a federal offense. I don't wear a mask. I, I wouldn't even mind sitting in the back of the bus or something or the plane, but they can't even allow that. You know, everyone has to conform. So yeah, it's, it's just a tricky time. I don't know if it's because we started talking on the rainbow subject or if you lost internet or what. I'll check my messages really quick just to see if he said anything. Hopefully he didn't like lose data. Uh, um, I'm going to say sign back on. <laughs> uh, v, uh, if you can. We'll see what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, Raphael, we can kind of catch up in the meantime. I, it's interesting. On the one hand, it's, it's almost like we're all trying to get a pulse during an earthquake it's like where's the safe place to be like you know is this an aftershock is this a big one you know like people are just trying to get their pulse on it but i think enough people i mean obviously all my friends are woke enough where it's like not surprising most people didn't buy into this shit like you and Haley and all my friends basically but most people are starting to decide which kind of reality tunnel they want to live in and i just my as you've said before i just hope that there's other people who aren't so selfish to shove others off the boat it's like we can all play here um, but this gets into agendas and spiritual warfare and all sorts of weird stuff where it's like, it's hard to play well with others. If you don't look at them as equal, you know, the Royal family might look at us as just like right. food, soul food exactly. or something. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, they're exactly. not ever going to play equally. <laughs> so then, but this is where I want to trust God and like, you know, okay, a solar flare takes out those people or whatever, but that doesn't include me <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, sure. I mean, I, you know how it is, I guess part of the, joy of the game is that it's in many different ways impossible to predict the future and i don't know exactly what story were you talking about in terms of finding justice what story is this Um, about 
the movie Braveheart. Okay, Braveheart. If you've ever right, seen right. it, it's good. Okay, it's got so, a great soundtrack. Yeah, I saw that. it for sure, and I already forgot the contents twice, probably. But the story um, of Scotland's in war for independence. At some point, they were right. being oppressed by England, and right, like right. being taxed without representation, and all the shit that America went through. And you know, basically, it started in there in like the whatever sixteen fifty hundred. Doesn't Braveheart? Isn't there also a dragon in Braveheart? Am I mixing things that's up? Braveheart. That's that's uh, Sean oh, Connery okay. doing voice acting of a dragon with Dennis Quaid, I believe, as a guy, and it's like take my heart or you know whatever this Dragonheart stuff. Different movie, interesting still, potentially the same time period. <laughs> uh, whatever this means, yeah. Um, okay, all right. Uh, yeah. So what I was just about to say is that, um, as it is obvious by now, you know, with Trump officially taking his booster shot or however, I just saw that. Or however you want to frame it, it's obvious. In one, on the one hand, that there is no savior coming for any of us. In the, let's say, in that externalized sense, at the same time, and I think everyone has their own experiences in this. Is if you actually act with integrity upon, you know, your excitement, I would say, you no, know, whatever you deem is right and proper and correct, then you actually do receive all kinds of support from the most unexpected places or from God, one might say, you know. Yeah. So I think it's it's like this double thing. On the one hand, it's not about waiting for this, but acting accordingly, and then if necessary, you can get and you will get all the support that you need. Um, and yeah, some scenarios, of course, look very grim. We know that fear is one of the prime tools that the system uses to suppress and control everyone. Um, however, of course, on the other hand, as they always like to say, the propaganda wouldn't be necessary if the situation truly was hopeless. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tricky times. So what are your thoughts like? I mean, I'm not into Nibiru or um, all these kinds of things, but I, ironically, I just saw somebody on TikTok or whatever um, I don't have TikTok. It was through Facebook that I saw this. But uh, somebody being like, look, it's disclosure through Scooby-Doo. Ironically, a name my father gave me, Mr. Scooby-Doo, as a kid. So Scooby-Doo's got this resonance with me. And funnily enough, um, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, every basically one of these characters represents a different university um, in the University of Massachusetts education system. And apparently, like, one school is, like, super stoners. That's Shaggy's school. Some people are, like, jocks. That's this school. It's like there's a whole meta thing here. But anyway, in this right. little blip, it shows, I think, a cat or some some weird animal, probably a cat or maybe like a magical animal, um, with a very um, zigzaggy checkered board kind of Freemasonic uh, Twin Peaks motif on the floor. And she's basically like the Anunnaki. She starts talking about Anunnaki in a kid's cartoon. It's oh, like, okay. what the actual fuck? I should try to find All this right. real quick. Um, and I'm not going to quote it exactly, but she's like, the Anunnaki come around every time. They weren't saying a planet Nibiru, but they were saying kind of like, like a dimension, I guess you could say. Um, and when these dimensions get close enough, the veil's thin and these things come over and there's good ones right. and there's bad ones and the bad ones right. hidden under the pyramid. Don't let it out. Mr. Scooby do, or, you know, Scooby and mm -hmm. Shaggy. And that's the whole clip. But, and you know, this guy's like, Oh, we know it's a planet. I'm kind of wondering, um, because to me, in a sense, this almost looks like a, like, how would you put it? Uh, I mean, this has been a conspiracy for a long time, but it's like, and I've never felt it's true until more recently where it's like, these are just like deck hands on the Titanic and the shipmasters knew it was going to sink or cyclically going to sink or something. Right. And like the people like Clinton or Trump or any of these billionaires running to New Zealand and stuff, they're kind of like the oligarchs in the film 2012, like we mentioned with Andreas, where it's like they're high players, but they're still in a game yeah, and maybe they're not even realizing it. So I'm kind of wondering what your theory, I mean, if you have any feelings or theories on, exoplanets uh you know resets at that level because this is maybe 
in a sense, like a last ditch effort before a major shift they have no real control over. So it's kind of like, you know, when you see, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, if you see like a, you know, a, a concert or maybe a, a sports game or something where um, it starts descending into chaos, maybe when like participants from the audience come in or, you know, like, you know, the team wins and everyone's like, <laughs> it's like at some point it's not a safe, normal place. The, and clearly the owner of the stadium probably isn't in that fray <laughs> or whatever. So I'm just kind of curious what your right. thoughts on that so, are. And and also I'm curious if Bashar has been saying anything, what you've been channeling. I mean, we haven't caught up in a hot minute. So, yeah, what are you up to? Well, Fill me in, bro. Fill me in. So first, in terms of the belief system, at least according to what Xavier Hawk told us on this show, um, is that at least some of the elites actually seem to believe something according along the lines of, some kind of alien coming back or some kind of master species coming back and they have to audition or whatever they imagine. But of course, also here, we can never be certain if not many of those stories are also just, you know, higher level control belief systems just for a certain subclass of the pyramid, right? Um, so the, only because they believe it, of course, doesn't necessarily mean it's true even at all, although you know, there's so many stories, it's really hard to differentiate, we know, with all the Tartarian reset stuff and all the comparisons of timelines, you know, how do you really want to know, you know, what's the most likely? It's, I mean, there is are some signs, but it's pretty difficult to discern ultimately. Um, aside from that, I have no, uh, let's say, no particular insider prediction. The only thing I know, and this was a feeling I've had since I think I was almost even a child, is that somehow this is a planet or a scenario that may easily or usually, for lack of a better term, go to shit. And uh, however, that this time, somehow, for some reason, this will not occur, at least not for my reality, and may well be it's wrong, you know? iteration of Neo, and he's going to do something different this time. I mean, sometimes, it's funny to me that The Matrix 4 is dropping right now, given... And we everyone just has to have a passport to get and see it, yeah. I'm um, going to stream it on HBO. I don't care if it's in the KL yeah. program. But Give even, it to me. <laughs> but even here, I mean, they say that I think we're now in the fifth or sixth route race. This, of course, relates back to uh, Helena Blavatsky's uh, also writings on the on the route races. So there is the yeah, obvious geographical kind of thing. And now, just as we speak about the route races, Morgan is back. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, apparently so, talking uh, about the race. I, agenda is kibosh, but anyway, yeah, moving on. The rainbow is not allowed. So in the meantime, yeah, I was like, "What's this rainbow thing?" And then when you disappeared, I was like, "All right, well, let's." I mean, I was kind of asking Raphael if he thinks this is kind of. I mean, he does believe this. He said it before, and I'm just kind of realizing that it's like the real people who know what's going on. If there isn't even anyone who knows, but like you know, Senator Palpatine as the Emperor in the fucking last Star Wars style, like this transdimensional place that you have to get to through evil means you know like with the whole level of what's going on there very uh lucky mm. not shit but um if there's real players like that um they're probably not the ones scrambling about with real estate grabs and shit like that i mean in a sense it feels like uh, what i was saying is like in uh, the movie 2012 um mm. with john and shit um which ironically was supposed to be maybe this year uh in the mayan calendar 2021 maybe we misread it or some shit but uh there's like oh, yeah. russian oligarchy um anyway we were kind of just filling time and we did so well Raphael. Mm -hmm. good job so um, but yeah basically i was so, gonna, if you want to finish your thought on the rainbow stuff but Raphael, if you want to finish your thought what you're just saying yeah Raphael. i'm trying to 
continue. Well, basically, so I, we, I want to I want to bring it back entire back in. So the one question would have been, what kind of rainbow mm -hmm. you're talking about? Whether you're talking about the whole trans uh, agenda, let's say hermaphrodite confusion. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, and and basically it is confusion, and that's the thing because if you make something so sacred cow protected that you can't have any dissent about it you know something weird's going on of course exactly and that's always the yeah. that's that's a surefire yeah, yeah. sign yeah so yeah i mean yeah for and sure to, and this thing and this is nothing against like the no, thing no, i no. made a we're well past that we don't, i don't even want to discuss <laughs> no 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 go ahead I don't care if we weren't bro um i've got i got other ways i could waste my time <laughs> so yeah, the thing is, I made a comment recently on someone's post, and they were talking about how something is, is this particular thing a form of self-hate or whatever, and I made the comment very rationally said and expressed. I said, sometimes genital mutilation is a form of self-hatred, right? Like, put it in context. If you look, look down and look at your biology of what you've been given and created in and hate it, and I've had the same experience with my whole face. It's called body dysmorphia. It's a, it's a, it's a weirdness, and it was years I couldn't even look at my face and see anything I loved about it. Imagine looking at your piece of, piece of genitalia, your most sacred space of reproduction, of creation, and you look down at it and you hate it. So you, let's say you cut it yourself. Let's say you pay somebody to cut it off. I'm like, that's a big move. And I said sometimes. I didn't say that any blanket statement, but just on a post, I said sometimes. You know, and, and this is the thing, genital mutilation happens in Africa where people are forcibly done this. And now we're in a situation where people pay other people. They plead with people, to, please let this happen to me. Same with vaccines. Forced in Africa, we get it voluntary. That's <laughs> weird. I know it's weird, but hey, that makes total sense. But the thing is, and this is not to discredit people who are at odds with themselves and their body, at odds with what their spirit feels like. And I tell people, I say to them, Oh, there's a bumblebee over here. I'm going to let him out the window. Um, yeah, I say to people, I come from a very spiritualist perspective with these comments. I put a disclaimer. I say the word sometimes, but people can't even read. Now they're just instantly triggered. And I know this happens, and it's fine. And I thought, hey, here's a little tester to see whether people can comprehend and actually have uh, actual dialogue of perspectives. But sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Um, yeah, I was just really surprised and blown away because we know if we've read the Bible, the alchemical marriage that Jesus talks about is about, you know, is about the, the being within, the spirit being one. And this is Hermes and this is Hermaphrodite. Our souls are all hermaphroditic. Like the lovers. The word. Yeah, the lovers. And it's about dualities. It's about Cain and Abel is on there. The hermit is behind there. The one being that takes themselves away from society to find out who they are. Jesus in the desert, duality. Jesus in the desert, 30 days and 30 nights, is Jesus with his shadow. His shadow is Satan. Well, he's Satan and the shadow is Jesus. It doesn't matter. That's what it's talking about. And people discredit it. And one thing that really not necessarily upsets me, but I will actually speak out against, is the way that Christianity has been destroyed recently for merited reason. It's been done for merited reason. We have to destroy it because it holds too much power of truth and sacredness that can empower beings. And that's, and that's my thoughts. Yes, in the man-made flesh form of churches and things that's done all these horrible things, well, who hasn't in the flesh body? Get real people, holier than thou. So tear down these external representations of the stuff we can't own ourselves, but these representations of spiritual truth, holders, 
of these great, beautiful spiritual truths had to be destroyed for agendas to come into fore because they're too powerful. That's what it's viewed at. And I talked to all sorts of beings who are on, I'm pagan, I'm this, I'm spiritual, this, blah, 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 etc. Yet they all hate Christianity for some reason. Or a lot of them, oh, that's their war, that's their taboo. Or that's their, their venomous place. And I'm like, mm, that's really interesting. Hating on Jesus, it's like we're coming to Christmas, it's his birthday, and people are going to like have a great, lovely time hating on Jesus. I'm like, wow, cool. I mean, what a dude. But to, to give the world his birthday for people to hate on him. I'm like, wow, fucked up world, bro. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, there's, so, the, there's so few... the, rainbow, the rainbow agenda yeah. is exactly what you said, Raphael, is the confusion. It's like we've now co-opted the rainbow. We're being a cis, white, heterosexual male. Everyone's welcome in the rainbow. Apparently you're not because we're so tolerant. And it's just messed up. It's messed up people's heads of what actual basic concepts are. And it's like people are questioning their sexuality. Am I gay? Oh, there's a rainbow. Oh, I like it. I might be gay. Oh my, you know, I'm just like, whoa, people, chill. Anyone can look at a rainbow and be any sexuality, like, you know. <laughs> and what Rafael was saying, which I wasn't aware of when you were glitched out, uh, um, yeah. basically the LGBTQ uh, flag is an inverted mm. rainbow. It's not even a. Oh, hilarious. That's even better, man. In terms of the but chakras, yeah. in terms of the chakra system is reversed, you know. Oh, yeah, but it's almost like the tree of life is reversed underground, and it's like the funny thing, people are building these places underground, and it's like hilarious. It's like, well, if those are your choices to do that and live underground, that's cool. The labyrinth underground is like the David Bowie song. It's like if you want to go into that underground lair, which is fine, it's almost like a retreat into Plato's cave. It's like, okay, people, nothing to see up here. Let's just go down. And there's nothing wrong with the process of doing that inside yourself, and it's great about growth, about roots, about understanding. And it's almost like these godlike figures who have elevated themselves so much almost somehow know they need to remove themselves and hide themselves underground for their own growth. It's like imagine if the entranceways get sealed up, they retreat down, down, and some people just like, you know, boom, cement. People with practical skills just cement up their doorway, be like, sweet, stay down there till you're ready to come back out and join the world, like naughty kids in their room. So do you think that there's responsibility be, to be the ones who are causing this chastisement? Because that's where I get tripped up. We were talking about this when you were uh, uh, glitched out. I don't. Sure. I mean, I don't want to fight fire with fire, particularly. But it seems like with the sun now in Capricorn, Mercury in Capricorn, Venus in retrograde in Capricorn, Pluto in Capricorn. I mean, Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. Uh, but that's a co-ruled by Saturn and <laughs> uh, Uranus. So uh, there's a whole lot of like you were saying in Saturnalia, but it's like even if that wasn't the case, there's a whole lot of Saturnian energy, which is about karma. Um, I don't know if he's with us. <laughs> I just realized it's like, I just see a still image. Uh, Rafael, are you still here? Yeah, cool. Um, anyway, I was trying, but derailed. Yeah, let's see if we can replug him. I like the purple little background you got. That's, I, I mean, it's whatever that was. Internet you know how to connection. figure out uh, see the background here. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, um, this is what Metaverse wants to be. <laughs> like, everybody just be calm and cool. And it's crazy. I, I'm reading this Technosis book. Um, I should buy you a copy or send it to you or whatever. Um, oh, I thought he was back. Uh, somebody was talking about, um, like, see, I've never read the book Neuromancer and things like that, but in, like the late seventies, there's this whole like cyberpunk kind of let's go into the cyber net and, you know, just kind of like what we see on the background, like this whole, like the grid, even the, um, the, the, like at the beginning of Daft Punk's Tron movie, the new one legacy, it's got like the grid. I tried to get in. How do I picture these information bits as bicycles? You know, it's trying to anthropomorphize 
technology. And that's essentially what was happening in another book. But the guy called uh, the virtual space the metaverse. So it's like, this isn't even new thinking. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in which which book or what time is this? I'll have to, in the so, 70s, so they even like, stole the name again, of course. Yeah, you know, they can't come up with it. anything original. Yeah. How sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the sense, it's sad. But in a sense, I, yeah, I just don't know how to play the game anymore because it feels like it's disintegrating. I feel like I mean, it's scripted. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to be, ho- ho- you know, it's like it, we're in Hogwarts. I'm always using this analogy. It's like I don't really want to pull Slytherin stuff. That's more left-hand path shit. Um, I want to be, you know, full of heart, but I don't want to attack, you know, I don't want to. It's tricky because there's so many, like he was saying, so many agendas. It's like, is veganism causing me to be like so neutral? I mean, I'm not going to not be vegan, but it's like, are these things that I'm doing to myself to create certain parameters of behavior that are going to make me more easily manageable? Um, I don't think we should all just be like, you know, Conan the Barbarian eating red meat or anything, but it seems like a lot of the people who might have ever stood up against this got sidetracked into identity politics, basically. Oh, many, of course. Sure, I mean, most, sure. like anybody who would have of given course. a shit, like this, this only is happening because they splintered, you know, divided you fall. They created subgroups and subgroups over generations, whether it's racial or cultural from like, oh, you know, your Europeans are better than Americans or whatever, you know, just all these kind of in groups. And it kind of turned up to fever pitch when the internet came on because it's like, find your people, which is beautiful. But then it's like, don't over tribalize. I mean, you know, luckily on Team Rabbit Hole, we're pretty open-minded and chill and laissez-faire, I feel. But, like, there's groups of people who, like, literally, you know, like, the whole right, alt-right nationalism kind of stuff or hardcore transhumanist leftist, you know, let the demon angels run us or whatever they're thinking. I have no clue what to think anymore. It's getting so splintered. But my mushroom trip was helpful the other day because, I mean, long story short, I don't have to go into it, but I ate 2.5 grams of this strain that is definitely the most hallucinogenic I've ever had in terms of just, like, onslaught of like sensor sensor sensory overload um it was not just like oh i'm in a van you know blue jay way let's groove but it was not like that it was just like <laughs> but also it was during a full moon in gemini i'm a sun and moon gemini um con- uh, across from the galactic center so that's half the reason i did it anyway i did it and i'm getting all these visuals of like oh you're an eternal being playing because at one point i was literally having this visualization of like what would i do if a tsunami hit and like covered us right now cover me right now and killed me and I'm, I'm finally I'm well, done. Karuna, Karuna, which is the word for compassion from the Aldous Huxley book Island. And I was like, just have compassion on yourself. Like this is just fear. It's okay. Like, like you're bigger than these things. And like I was saying earlier, it's like one side of it was like, you're this, you're so much bigger than your perspective. And then it's like, holy shit, look at the particularity of my perspective and like what I'm choosing to be a part of, or I'm, I'm thrust into however this paradox works. Um, this whole book, Technosis, Gnosticism, is talking... I mean, Gnostics are like... They make the Matrix look like chill. They're like, ah, get this meat suit off me. Kind of, you know, like, they hate yeah, this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Because you always... Went there, to- is fl- there is flavors of Gnosticism from what I could tell. And there's a few sects yeah. that are really, I would say... More Taoist. Al- almost... Yeah, some but some are almost like really anti-flesh where I'm also not so sure if that's not another type of, you know, avoidance and so on. Well, they just um, think the Archon is... Yeah. Everything's an illusion. And it's like, I mean, it's like the Matrix... It's like they will, um, you know, they live or whatever on crack, where it's just like, or, or Christianity. I mean, you can kind of see where these things where it's like, oh my gosh, don't have sex, don't do this, this is a bad place. But you've always, I've always felt taken a more of a Christian, like Hindu flavor, where it's like we're in a party, let's like enjoy the ride, and that's why I've appreciated well, you. The but joke is, the joke is, of party. course, it Crashing. doesn't, it, it wouldn't matter which of, which one of those is real, because even just by adopting 
the particular perspective, you have the experience accordingly, even though everyone in some ways would say we're all living on the same planet or whatever. But still, for one, it's eternal suffering. For another one can see it more as a party. Another one can see it as whatever, a great mission or something. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it's a matter of perspective. And that's, I guess, the real, I don't know, truth or whatever, is that you can choose your own perspective upon this adventure as well, you know. Um, and that's how you actually create the story, you know, by having your own perspective. But even that's tricky to a point because I think people put layers of like secret lock hidden codes or whatever to even prevent them from knowing that in a sense. And that's like what you've got to break through, like all these yeah. perceptual cultures and cultural cultures. Of course, cultures. yeah. And that's a process. That's part of the game. Oh. <laughs> that's, the, that's like the first part of the game. you got to decrypt your own fucked up belief systems so you even have any chance of getting to the sense of freedom and, you know, capability and so on or however eternity even just like you described because not everyone would you know have such a trip for some people this would just be a horror trip and be like oh my god you know i'm never gonna do this again i'll put it that way because i mean there was moments where i was like i mean it it wasn't a bad trip but it was my Haley, who is a manifester five one manifester was like right before i did it she was like i hope that you have an intense basically ayahuasca type thing you know basically she's like just threw it at me or it's like no games, Jim. Like here, have it. And I was like, "All right, thanks, Manifester." Um, and it basically was the most intense mushroom trip I've ever had, and it was not that much mushrooms. I've had more, so I was like, "I think she triggered the alchemy there a little, or whatever." But there was one point, um, and I have this—I don't know if it's epilepsy or what—but there's something that happens with my vagus vagus nerve and my spine. I think sometimes, where if I'm like between my posture and random things, I'll have. And Thea in LA, I smoked a huge, I ripped a huge bong and this happened. I was like kind of spasming on the floor for 10 seconds. Um, and I'm fully conscious when it happens, which really sucks. But basically, it's like a DMT flash overload. And it's like, holy shit, my spinal fluid. And I'm always like, basically, in my mind, I've always been like, I'm kind of surfing dimensionalities right now and I'm not oriented or whatever. I had, I've had that happen on LSD and stuff and it's been interesting. But it happened when I was basically peaking on mushrooms and. I went to like the most Satori place. It was like almost like Jet Li's the one where it's like all my multiverse selves were like, and I was just like, you know, in the Matrix, the second one where like Neil uh, like flexes and it's like kind of like, like around him, like 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 the like the the atmosphere flexes with him or whatever energetically. It felt like that. It was like, oh shit, now I'm in my body for the first time. What the mm. fuck? That's what I was like. Oh, this is really important mushroom trip. I'm glad I did this. Um, I still have a lot of questions, but at this point, like, I'm ready to punch and laugh or whatever i'm like i'm not gonna hide anymore like i'm gonna do what i need to do in fact at one point in this thing i was thinking of everything like you know just imagine like a picture of the globe or america flat earth or sorry if you don't want to think about a globe but uh think about a picture of the world or whatever we have um and it's like there's hurricanes of chaos and they're starting to erupt and there's gonna be freedom pockets and like channels you can you know i mean i'm not trying to be like a refugee and all this shit but it's like there's always going to be paths of least resistance as you might put it that don't necessarily have to go into these maelstroms. Um, of course. That's yeah. kind of what I'm interested in now, where it's like, all right, I mean, I'm learning Spanish now. I dropped Japanese. It's like, the odds of me getting to that island anytime soon, very slim. They're very technocratic people, and they're probably all vaccinated, and I'm a tall, white, unvaccinated man, and it's just not going to happen. Actually, so like, just to let you know, I think they... are doing well. It's like a freak situation where COVID's like gone or something in yes, Japan. because I, as far as I understand, their own like physician, Physicians Association basically green-lighted... Uh, or oh, green lids I I, ivermectin i think and that's just how they're like yeah we have this it's all cool um, a little and you'll be fine. i think 
I don't know the exact details, but I think they don't have draconian lockdowns or anything like that. No, but they're they as you know they typically. I mean, just watch Attack on Titan. I mean, they already them. are living in a draconic lockdown. Fetish of control, in a sense. So it's like, um, I'm surprised actually they haven't yeah, gone there's, crazy. There's arguments for this. Um, well, we've talked about a bunch of random stuff in the meantime. So, oh, what were you saying? What kind of stuff? Huh? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. There should be like rainbow mushrooms out there. Maybe we need to change the topic and, and we'll have more success. Um, just to fill you guys in, it's like kind of battery and charging issues. Being on a phone is like drawing out power from some source and obviously eating it up too quick. Um, hence my battery. It's having a few technical difficulties, so I'm now moving vehicle. Uh, so if I run the car, run the battery, suck the juice from running things, into other things that should work out. I'm just going to go with that. And I get to move around, I guess, um, and talk. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Um, so how yeah. have you been surfing the... I mean, you were kind of saying that you've been hanging out with people and probably going towards pockets of least resistance. How has that been working out? Uh, like, what are you hearing? Yes and no. <laughs> oh, yes and no. Um, mm, mm, mm. A lot of things. So let's do some prophecy if, you, if you're keen. Um, well, prophecy slash predictions, right? The, you guys talked about uh, the Great Reset, etc. Raphael might have said that. And, um, yeah, let's go this way. Um, mm, it's coming. I mean, it's coming. That's the engineered thing. And you know how businesses will nudge people into certain behaviours to um, the develop, certain, with- develop certain behaviours and give up other behaviours to suit their business interests. Um and this has always happened, and it's like the, to the cashless society to getting chips so you can be read through. Basically, there's a concept called full-spectrum control, domination, um, and that's kind of what's being worked towards. And this is happening within, or there's, there's going to be a big kind of crash, engineered crash of systems. The signs are already being shown. Um, unsustainable inflation or valuation of houses and property, it's going to crash. People are going to buy up heaps of stuff. It's already sort of happening. Um, it's basically just a money, power, land kind of grab, and you'd know this about Bill Gates in America. The same things can happen in New Zealand, and I'm going to say we've got a public holiday called Waitangi Day, which is early February. So I'm telling peeps that I know who are receptive to learning to, if you've got an asset worth something now, get it on the market, get it sold, get the value of it uh, before that time, because basically if you don't, you're going to lose out big time. Yeah. So basically, just to to stay on the reset topic for a second, and also to get your um, opinion on that, because it seems to me at least pretty clear by now with all the Tartaria research, all the historical obfuscation, and so on, that it may well have have been successfully done at very least once, according to the Bible. Even there are other instances of, let's say, total resets. Um, oh yeah, multitudes, all the biblical flood. Yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. So uh, my yeah. question kind of would be this time because I'm really, I mean, I don't know, and in a, in a way, it doesn't matter because Jim just was talking about his mushroom trip. You know, we are all eternal. Yeah, well, that matters too, bro. This, like this to matters, of course. It, but, but I can go back and listen to the parts that I didn't hear later, right? Yeah, just just the main point, sure. just being having this awareness of a more expanded consciousness than whatever this particular experience can be, no matter how dramatic yeah. and grand it may seem. At the very same oh, yeah. time, and, and this may be my ego speaking, but in this case, you know, mm-hmm. it has its place, um, mm-hmm. is the following, and that I'm like, well, if I'm around here, I certainly didn't come 
to see this all go uh you didn't come to lose a nicer term yeah, yeah i didn't come to lose i didn't i'm not gonna yeah. incarnate to just to be tortured or whatever and then see all my friends uh, die yeah. and and everyone yeah. and, and no, not just that because th that's bad <laughs> that's bad but the real thing for me is more like the civilization level issue that i'm like oh another reset people get thrown back another 200 years there's a new controller faction they fight again and people are yeah. not really being liberated and powered to basically reach yeah. the next level of true yeah Civilizatory, yes. um, not true civilization, but also true incarnation as their soul yes. spirit beings. And, exactly. and that's the thing. And usually had recently, and I reminded somebody, and they're like, please tell me more. And I said, look it up, because you can't hand feed people forever. It's just bollocks and a waste of time. It's like you have to earn the right of your knowledge of awareness. Um, you have to put in some energy. But someone was asking, or I mentioned about that thing you posted about Steiner. I was reminded of what Steiner said about what vaccines and things would do to the soul. And he was very true to say this. And he said this 100 years before it was happening, or he already saw where it was going. Um, and the thing is, yes, of course we didn't incarnate for that reason. So we have to find in ourselves what our role, what our path, what our mission is. And this ties beautifully into the, um, the Aeon card as the birthing of the new beings. It's like within ourselves, but also the children that are being incarnated who are like off the charts, heaps of them. It's like they, they keep having to come up with new categories of illnesses and diseases and weirdnesses to kind of box these children that are incarnating. They're like, these are reincarnations of like Tesla, of like, you know, great minds and beings that are just coming down again in short little times to be like, sweet, 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 we want to jump. And that's always sort of been the case. And whether you're a new soul, whether you're an old soul, whether you're an ascended master, whether you're like, you know, fresh off of the factory, it doesn't matter who you are in this realm, you come down here with choices. You've come down here with a blueprint on one side of your gifts, and you can look at this through astrology, you can look at this through tarot, you can look at this through human design, through blood, through all sorts of lenses. Understand yourself, first fundamental principle, or know thyself. But then you're given the other hand, to do what you wilt, which is what basically said is the whole of the world. And you have to own that. And that's a massive responsibility that many people really struggle to, 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 to actually realize that they are controllers, manufacturers, creators. Many people would rather have their doctor choose for them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hence why we're in the situation of the 90% can be cold because they're just superfluous. And it's not, to, it's not to put blame on either side. This is just purely objectively. Well, if you do that as a 90% mass, well, can you then turn around and, and blame the people for being like, you're a dead weight, we're cutting you loose, or we're just going to do what we do? I mean, that's the thing. It's a concept I call outgaming the game. And, and you're allowed to do that. It's like, oh, no, play the game, play the game, play by the rules, et cetera, outgame the game. If you want to see this beautiful new world, Aeon existence in yourself and and the whole society around you at large, well, you're going to have to outgame the game. You're going to have to be a player beyond the level of play that you've been played at, right? It just makes logical sense. And if you trust yourself and what you wish to bring about in a purity for not just self, but all the selves in this world in some facet or in some scope, then do it by all means. Like, yeah, <laughs> bring about that world. It's not to sit idly by and comment on what it's like and go eat the popcorn. Um, but some people might choose to do that. 
and it serves a role, but it's like take personal count and responsibility of what you want to see unfold in the future in your personal life in the lives of the beings that matter to you in the societies and the cities and the countries and the world and beyond even like that was one of the things it's about empowerment man it's like it's like if if you don't throw that perspective in there and just have a chat about how fucked up and messed up things are and just leave people with that it's kind of like the duty of care which is the eighth hermetic principle the forgotten one is like are you doing your due diligence in that particular facet of things um yeah which is which is yeah which is interesting i'll just touch on quickly um, what I really like about the Foth deck, because my car got broken into in Christchurch, right? That's the city um, I was living. And three tarot decks got stolen and my runes um, and other stuff, very personal uh, objects. And the Foth deck was on display, but it didn't get touched. So I've only been working with that deck primarily this year, which has been beautiful. Spirit just said, you don't need these other ones. You have to learn this one or I'm just leaving you with this. And um, what's really interesting is he's drawn the sevens very, um, a lot of the sevens have a lot of dark and difficult energy. And we think about this teaching we've been given, our sevens of the divine number, et cetera. And it's almost like in his book or in his system, and if we move to a new Aeon, it seems. I don't know if you've, driven out of cell phone service or it's rainbows and crowley it, well, it doesn't for, really to, for getting their places they don't have to go wi-fi shit. yet morgan kindly repeat your last minutes if we catch up again with a latency below 10 seconds like 10 seconds yeah <laughs> morgan don't crash your car let's um, see if there's anything i can do yeah not much kind of frozen uh it's funny because that was the other kind of main theme of my mushroom trip like i was saying it's like everything's so fucking magical be responsible like magic without responsibility is so stupid but we have to learn through that at some level it's like you got to play with fire to get burned the road deck you know wisdom is paved through excess yes we hear you now cool sweet sorry i glitched out i'm I'm trying to make the best of a a weird situation that kind of seems like my lot in life for at least the the, the final one this year We all got some experience with that by now. So, yeah, I don't know. Jim, finish your thought maybe, or Morgan, go ahead. Jim? Oh, Jim, Jim. Yeah, yeah, please. No, I was just saying, the. Well, I mean, in these gaps that we've had technical difficulties, um, I won't go way into it, but one of the main points of the mushroom trip at some level, and it wasn't even that much, 2.5, but these were like DMT peak, oh. like, confusion mushrooms. Like, I don't know what strain oh, it was. Oh, well, you do some hard drugs in America, but yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it basically was just like, holy shit, like gratitude, obviously for the, the participatory kind of situation we find ourselves in, I guess, as an eternal being, we've asked to be in a particular, you know, astrology time and a body and a genetic code and whatever it is, here we are in a very situated thing. But I guess really what hit me was like, um, it's like the lover's card is a both it's balancing of the forces. Magic without responsibility is so bad. And if you don't have magic and all you have is responsibility, you're going to freak out and kill your kids. Like. The Shining. Whoa, bro, uh, like Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> well, Destroying yeah. the generation they're too magical. I'm too insecure. I want to hold my power. But yeah, anyway. So, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Because Saturn, I think, um, 
if I'm not mistaken, killed, or maybe it was Jupiter, I'm forgetting now, but Uranus, yeah, Uranus the first one, right? Was the Oh, the first original? one, hey, or was it not? I'm glad I'm the third born in my family, but anyway. <laughs> so I could be wrong because I forget, but I know Saturn, like Kronos, I'm pretty sure is after yeah. Uranus and he cut off like his Yeah, ball. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty sure it's been a while since I I, 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 I read the books and stuff on the yeah. knowledge, but I'm pretty sure you're correct because it's like, how far back do you want to go? It's like, oh, well, he's the granddaddy. It's like, well, someone birthed the granddaddy, um, you know? So yeah, of course, like they were the older... The older gen of of the god family were the Titans, and you know the the younger ones. But it's that same prophecy, and it, and it's in um it's in uh, the Egyptian as well, or in, in all facets you'll find it throughout the world of the progeny um, having to be targeted or for fear of the current rulers, um, or their fear, the current rulers' fear that, that they will be replaced. But if you've read the Golden Bow, that's the nature of things. The exact of yeah, king exactly. being replaced by someone superior. And if you take on kingship, that's what you accept. You basically accept the right of someone to come and kill you. That's what it is. That's what the Golden Bow pretty that's the Golden Bow summed up. It's a big book with great knowledges and learnings of facets of cultures and religions and practices and spirituality. But that's basically the summed up point of the book. Um, is if you, you take on that regardless you will be replaced if you think about the prophets it's like they're just different incarnations Jesus will be replaced by a new prophet in time like like Buddha like you know they were the precursors and that's just the cycle of procession with things and the ridiculous thing is those that hold power who aren't prepared to let's say pass on the mantle or the torch the flame of spirit to the next generation are going to get effed up man they're just going to sit in fear, protecting themselves um, and trying to secure their position of illusionary power, temporary power, and not gift it. And that's why we have rebellions. That's why we have, um, you know, that's why we have TV series like Game of Thrones, um, you know. Actually, the Game of Thrones, the intro, even the animation shows very well. Yugic cycles, it seems, astro like it's an astrolabe kind yeah. of world. Um, <laughs> Um, so how yeah. would you look at Golden Bow Truth? Uh, I actually have it. Um, it's by a guy named Fraser, I think. I haven't read it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, it's always, you can't I mean, the roots of like, I'm not going to say the roots of Thelema, but I've, I've felt like more left-hand path people read that stuff. Um, yeah. I think it's for the it's Golden Bow. In many circles, but sure, yeah. Um, so how would you look at that, like, you know, your um, kind of idea or the idea proffered in that book, I guess, um, that the um, usurpation through murder is acceptable in light of like a Kali Yuga? I mean, do you think? Oh, that well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, the, 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 the why it is, it is an acceptable thing because it's the natural order of things. Something has to die so something else can live. You talk about mushrooms. What are they known mm -hmm. for? Um, not necessarily killing, but hey, kill the ego. So it's not a lie. But um, yeah, exactly. Kill the ego, spirit will come down. But um, that's just the natural order of things. I'm like, you know, how, I understand the slight pickle for people of, um, are you going to now legitimize murder? Well, yes, I am. Um, we've had systems in place where certain transgressions are punished by murder, but I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about upholding any moral system by threat of death. I'm actually talking about the people who choose to become kings or people of power positions, they should 
only choose this with a knowledge of acceptance of their right to be slain. That is how it goes. So if somebody chooses that blindly without an awareness of that, like uh, should they be should they be a king to begin with, or or a queen, or a person of power? Uh, my position would be, um, well, they haven't, haven't obviously haven't read the terms and conditions or the book to understand what it's about and what they have to accept as a chance as a as a task of responsibility. If all these things, it doesn't matter, like which doctors they come there, the people are dependent on them for sustenance, for order, for fairness, for so many things. So if they fail, they start failing in their role, um, they should be sacrificed or replaced. Um, that just makes logical sense. But a lot of people who got into these positions develop these systems of substitution of, oh, we're going to sacrifice a virgin or sacrifice our enemies or sacrifice a figure of nature to appease the gods so crops will grow again. It's all just, it's, a lot of it is just circusry and pompery to, to basically get off the face, get off the count of facing one's own accountability to the people you're meant to represent. And this still happens today. As, as you know, when someone, something goes wrong, the person at the top of the hierarchy hardly ever takes the fall. There's, there's heaps of people lined up to fall on the sword for them. And what I'm saying is I do not agree with that system at all. I'm saying the tradition of the king accepting the responsibility and weight of care for their people also accepts the responsibility that people can terminate them if they so choose. That's what my summary of that system is, if that makes a bit more sense. So the, the conclusion of this would mean that... Uh the very first time it happened that an individual um, died uh, due to the new treatments, basically Fauci should have been at least on trial, let's say. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah, in, in sure, your model, yeah. I guess... Oh, just, I'm not but... just saying, <laughs> saying, oh, it rained, one, it rained one day or the sun didn't come up or one of the crops had a little black spot on it, let's kill him. Like, <laughs> you know, some people would get that hysteric and cray-cray about it, but it's like... It is, yeah, a trial or a trial. And do you know what the trial was back in the original days of the Groves? Back in the days of the Groves where the king would reside in the forest, mostly by himself, away from the people, um, would be someone would come to challenge him in a fight. Therefore, the trial was the fight. If the person was superior enough to slay that person, they became the new king. But the process would keep continuing. So it was like... Yeah, if you kept your wits about you and um, was like, cool, someone comes, da -da 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 -dum. I just, you know, he was trying to upstart me now, he's going to feed the forest and mushrooms will grow from him, that's great, I'll just chill here. Um, that's cool. If that person came with the nous and knowledge and had trained really hard and was like, actually, this person ain't doing a good job, I'm going to come and replace him and I'm going to do better, sure, go for it, see what happens in the fight. You take that risk, but that's assessment of one's own ability. And if you go into a situation with lack of assessment of one's own ability and fuck it up, it's not great. So you're going to die. But if you are correct, then you're going to replace an old system or an old form of power and rulership, and you're going to do better. And in, in ways that to me seems quite, seems good, seems a positive thing. Because um, no one can hold on to life forever. No one should hold on to anything forever. Power life, prestige, wealth, if you hold it, that's stagnation. If you're not utilizing it wisely for the service of others, well, you don't deserve it. 
Um, it's ill-gotten and it's ill-used. Um, you know, the guillotine times, chop, 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 all these heads. But then what did it get replaced with? A new experiment. And how's that experiment going? I don't know. Liberty, democracy, all these things. And it's like, you know, we should be able to assess how the system is going and not blindly just follow it because it's the best we've got or we're just so conditioned to believe it's great. But it's almost like democracy is now trying to transform into communism or, or totalitarianism and aspects of fascism under still a guise of a different mantle. And this is sort of aspects that have been hinted at on the political spectrum in the country I live in. And it's not wrong um, to see these things because the West was aw is awfully jealous of the way China maintains its power and its population. But they realise they can't do the same Oh, it's trickier for them to do the same things under the guise of democracy. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a little insight into Golden Bow and, and how it plays out in older times and how it still plays out today in, in current systems of power and control. But it shouldn't be seen as power. It shouldn't be seen as power and control. It should be seen as care and responsibility. Yes, you've been entrusted with this power, but you have to utilize it wisely. To deserve to sit on a throne or jump in the forest, it doesn't matter where. <laughs> Morgan, have you seen, um, yeah. I mean, I haven't thought of it this way, but Star Wars, the whole point is like, oh, Anakin is going to bring balance to the force, and he turns to Darth Vader. Um, so yeah. no one really sees that coming, but basically he's king-killing, I guess, the stagnant Jedi yeah. Order. And then yeah. he rises, and his son tries to take him out, but he's not ready really yet, so he loses his hand and becomes a transhumanist in the process. Mm. And mm. Beautiful, uh, yeah, you see that little. A little hint to the future or to where we're at now in ways. I like I like that. Nice. And by the end, I guess, like, Return of the Jedi, I mean, Luke has kind of figured out, you know, whatever, like, I got to watch my friends die. I can't get distracted by all these politics because the whole Emperor in Return of the Jedi is like, you can't do shit. He's trying to fuck him with fear. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, fuck him with fear is pretty much the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. Right, and that's the, I mean, it reminds me a little of, like, the end of, I mean, Voldemort and the whole Harry Potter thing. It's like, at the end, we're probably yeah. going to end up in a load screen looking at each other saying, what the fuck game do we just play? Um, <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, 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 great. And uh, what is it, Ready Player One? And, the, and this transhumanism stuff is, was pumped out for such a time, and I haven't tapped into where what Bang Bang culture is at, but, um, yeah, it was like that narrative was just smashed heaps for a long time, that transhumanism stuff. And it's almost like, it's almost hilarious in a way because I'm sitting here driving a car and I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? We've got all this technology and, and like, why can't I just fucking fly around in the skies yet? We had Zeppelins ages ago. Where's my fucking Zeppelin? You know, it's, it's like, it's a big laugh. The whole question. Yeah. Like, this is what the future is going to hold. And then like 20 years later, we're like, oh, remember they were telling us this and promising us that? Like the Jetsons in the 50s or 60s, it's like, how long are we away from that? 60 odd years. And it's like, we're still on the ground, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we actually have all of that, but it was just deliberately kept from the general population. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's there. It's like the story I was saying to someone the other day. It's like, oh, flat screen TVs is based on 1950s military technology. New Zealand got, got the technology for that only like 20 years ago. That's like a 50 to 60 year release process and it's like the thing is they don't trust the masses with this so they hoard it for themselves and they go oh okay now we've found a way where we can utilize it into your into your home into your life but the way they utilize it into those it. places is a lot about control it's not about giving you toys for empowerment 
um, it's mostly about, oh, we can use these for our agendas. And, um, but the funny thing is you can hack any tool. You can hack any system and adjust it and develop it. So what we're given to control us can ultimately be, be then re-engineered or reimagined to set up us free as well. It's like the, the, the gift that's supposedly going to take away can equally at the same time give us so much. Exactly. So just two, two brief things I want to get at, which I wrote down. So mm -hmm. one is you mentioned Christianity and uh, overall, mm -hmm. though I still, you know, there's all these correlations, you know, between Horus and Christ and whether it, it isn't maybe yep. the same story recycled a million times. Um, mm. It's facets of a story, sure. Right. Um, what, what I recently discovered through having interviews with David Ewing Jr. Um, is he's been researching a lot into Tartaria. He's actually the Guinness World Record holder for um, most places traveled on Earth. Uh, Whoa, amazing. Kind of cool. Um, he just well, yeah, got yeah. his to, certificate. You have, you have to flick me a link of, of details of his name and stuff. Um, oh, for so sure. I'll, I'll link you up. He also published quite a few very simple to read PDFs about, you know, history research and so on. And one of the things yeah. that he also, let's say, rediscovered or combined is the idea that it may very well be that at the very least the original Quran, so the original core book of Islam, the Quran, actually is maybe the only uh, unadulterated book from the Middle Ages, so-called, because they yeah, actually sure. had their own class of people reciting it and knowing it by heart. So if any colonial yeah. power oh, would come oh, and like, try to twist it, yeah. they couldn't. Just like this, words alone give me faith, knew it by heart, not by mind, not by going to a school, but by right. heart. Yeah, <laughs> and so and how how it, this could be, and even with the whole desert people stories, whether it's in Star Wars, as you mentioned, or yeah, you know, and and the let's say Muslim people would more be the people in the desert, harder to control, who may have had some time, whatever exactly happened of colonial oppressor force, whatever it is exactly, but that they could have noticed this, and then uh, because of this, developed those systems accordingly, that they knew well they cannot completely change our culture or whatever because we will mm -hmm. hack the system or recode it in a different way, encrypt it almost. Yeah. Yeah? So it, this yeah. can happen so easily. And very interestingly, on his most recent book, book number 15, he calls it The Matrix. He even shows mm -hmm. the Wikipedia entry for 9-11. Um, and even there, it yeah. literally says that some people say 9-11 may have been a hidden occult uh, ritual. Um, <laughs> Beautiful, for, on official for, Wikipedia but, page. Yes, but like as a trivia nice. thing or, or conspiracy aspect, but anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it but doesn't then, matter, it's written yes, down here, it's yes. record. <laughs> hilarious. But then in particular, um, as a proxy for a secret war between yep. masonry and Islam. Ooh. Oh, and perfect, Islam. bro. Of because course, man. The whole, the whole assumption would be in a sense that Islam, if it has this old knowledge, even just a tiny bit, that the whole new world system, which already is implemented at least a hundred years, let's say, yeah. would actively seek to, you know, fight them and kill them or whatever. And I mean, what yeah. happened because of 9-11? The US got the free card, you know, to move into four countries or whatever, you know? So Yeah, um, and probably behind the scenes that nobody knows about yet. Of course, of course. So I'm just curious if there's anything you know about Islam or uh, this this heritage aspect, because again, it points to the idea of okay. resets and maybe even to models of how to save information, carry it over, or even oh, sure. to yeah. or even to avert it. Because honestly, I don't want to look at again a memory blank like with the orphan trains in the early 
or late 1800s yeah. or whatever, that sure. again, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. we get restart from scratch and have to build up technology anew and get screwed over again. I'm like, this is well. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm digging that wavelength um, in the desert to find the archaeological records, and but that's the beauty of it is that we go through cycles of loss to gain renewal, and that's the thing I'll say to people. Okay, you said the beautiful thing. I'm not. I'm not here to lose, which is great and wonderful. And and I'm very much about win-win for everybody. And it's a matter of framing and perspective to see how things are to understand. A loss is not necessarily um, a loss. It can turn into a victory. A victory can turn into a loss. So they're fascinating perspectives. And of course, like the human heart wants to see uh, a lot of things, um, but it wants to see fulfillment. It wants to see beauty it wants to know love it wants to share love all of these things of course in self and with aroundness and that's not even objectifying it it's the object of love is to love um so it's just the world around us or the, the the around the being around the whole of it the grass moving the sky all of this stuff um and the interesting thing is like the it's, it works on so many levels because islam is of a feminine persuasion, uh, let's say, or a feminine dark arts tradition, or a slightly... Anyway, the, the last card I talked about last year was two, a high priestess. So I would say, because of the moon, the representation of the moon, predating, Christianity came along, the sun, the sun, the sun, the sun, the sun. Right. These older mm -hmm. ones were more about the moon and that energy. So it's not about one being better or worse, it's just about like the schism between the two and the unnecessary schism between the two. In, in my in my way of looking at things, um, which is funny because you said about the Masons, <laughs> interesting bunch. My granddaddy was a Mason. Um, yeah, and, and the Muslims. It's funny, they're both themes as well. But um, yeah, it's an unnecessary schism of what one's better or what one's worse. It's like left hand or right hand. What one's better, what one's worse. Should we chop one off and only use one? Well, no. Like We've got both to utilize to our advantages to um creation um you know and, and we are just conditioned in this way like the red right hand of god is the hand of judgment you know, or the pillar of mercy severity what one's better what one's worse no they both work in harmony and create a central pillar of channel of moderation which is the great work the alchemy the art is figuring out that balance within self and within our world and that's what this and to me that's what this era or this decade we're going to talk about decade now is about and we're only we're approaching the third year of the decade um the transition from the two to the three uh because the first one's the 2020 2021 2022 um and it is all very much about the two's energies of left right and this is going to be a big theme for <sighs> however long it lasts um but yeah but it is really fascinating the right has got the one upmanship at the moment because the one has jumped onto the right for this year and it's only going to double next year and the left has gone back to the zero and just thinking about it, what's more powerful, most people would go two is more powerful. 22 is better than two zero, but like understanding zero is amazing. If you've done that work on the left, understood that zero, fantastic, you're sweet. This dynamic doesn't upset you too much. It's like, cool, now it's time to transfer a little bit of power to the right and exercise that. Those that are unfamiliar with doing this process, just that little slight adjustment can lead to some pretty interesting full-on situations. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, and those that are stuck on the left and whatever facet or framing way you want to think about the left, they're going to look at the right and go, "Why the fuck? How did how did they fucking get to do that? I'm stuck here with nothing." It's all just matters of perspective to me, and awarenesses and understanding, and and approaching life in a way that gives each individual, however they need to do it and frame it, empowerment in themselves to work through whatever times we're in and work through whatever being they're in. And again, I'll take it back to that subset of stuff we're given and then the choices we make is the next half of that. And um, it is, it is, it, I do see exactly what you're talking about with, uh, with that whole history. And that's beautifully framed, the agenda of 9-11, um, and you think about the symbolism of it, nine is the end. Nine is the end of the base 10 counting system. And 11 is two pillars and the middle invisible pillar or the space between them is like, boom, we're not knocking these pillars down to just like do whatever we want. Because, and that just shows a complete lack of understanding and respect for the spiritualness in all traditions that we're just going to smash these pillars down so we can do what we want. And it seems counterintuitive. We're going to smash them down so we can build whatever monuments and secret clubs and power plays we wish to do. Would you not look at that as a kill? Like, do we, would you not look at that as a king kill kind of uh, echoing in a sense? Why, it's like why, why, this why down. The they, built, they built their own straw king and lit it on fire. It's not so fancy. It's, it's not, that was not a real fight, I think. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean well, well, who is the king? And, it, and it's hilarious. And if you get too caught up in this concept of king, it's like, well, the Masons have traditionally been a masculine dominant society, but even in New Zealand, the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, it's like, we've got to modernise, we've got to put a pretty face, we've got to appeal to broader sections of society. It's like, black people are in these clubs now, women are in these clubs now. Like, you know, it, it's got a lot more inclusive, and it's almost like the old guard of white people have been somewhat kicked out, or at least on the surface level, they might still be behind the scenes. Um, doing this stuff, but it's like we're just putting different faces on it to keep running the same agendas. Um, and it is it is quite hilarious. And, you know, this is what happens with groups and clubs is that they evolve, they devolve, they fracture, they splinter, they reinvent. But they keep going off a lineage and they change names and more. So it's like, you know, the Masons came from somewhere, from the Templars, from this, from that, and they'll just keep reinventing and drawing in new blood and new energies and these beings are just being used. Majority of them are, are just being used and puppeted um, because that's what kind of happens. Um, and most of them, potentially, even without their awareness that they are um, being used, they go on with good intentions or whatever or naivety and um, then become compromised and manipulated, whether by money, whether by Epstein style tricks of compromising footages. Etc. We will destroy whatever's most precious to you. You do what we want, um, and 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 it doesn't matter. I mean, on the other side, you've got Islam, and you've got you can't control a being that says, "I am going to blow myself up, take my own life, destroy something that is sacred to you, and I am trusting in my God to do that." That's a powerful power. That's an amazingly powerful power. How do you fight that? <laughs> um, it's insanely a power to, to sacrifice one's own life for what you love or believe. Yeah, I'm is not an amazing power. I mean, I'm not sure and where the, the what. Yeah, I'm not sure where the root of that is. All I know is that, as I'm sure you know as well, that probably just like with certain particular Christian radical groups, 
all the Wahhabism and so on basically was, you know, sponsored by the world system as well to give it a, to make it a target, to be able to make oh, it a target. To, you know? to make, yeah, yes, indeed, to make it appealing. I mean, and, and I'm saying, yes, that's true. But I'm saying underneath that is a very powerful spiritual nature. And of course, spiritualism sure. will be co-opted. Of course it will. Like, you know, you think it's only an earthly thing? Like, hell no. But it, it brings it back to the divine right of kings in a sense is like by you basically accepting your death and that's what it is is accepting the reality of your own death and taking it in your own hands and it's a, it's a strange concept but it's something i quite like to think about a, a, a lot like oh what am i prepared to die for or when would i put my life on the line what is really most important to me and people hold on to life as the most precious possession they have right health security all these other things if you move yourself into a position where you're trusting in a spiritual nature of reality and the world beyond death and and your trust and faith in providence here on earth and beyond it's like how do you then get controlled and manipulated it's a lot more harder um yes well that's why yeah for sure. i mean that's the whole point he's like you know what you think you win here but i'm playing another level um, and it's funny yeah, yeah, yeah. What... My kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. It's like you kill me here on the body, and he didn't claim kingship. They, he said, "That's what you tell me I am." Um, my phone's getting too hot, apparently. <laughs> Spirit I fire. Have, I used to have to put my phone when I was in Australia, which is what my phone is in the freezer while I was giving readings. It was crazy. Oh um, my god, bro! Got to put it in the freezer on chill, like Dr Pepper. That it's a great song and you'd love the little Dr. Pepper reference, Jim. Do you drink it much, bro? Not anymore. I don't drink soda, but that's a great soda. I love it. I mean, when I drink Oh, soda. yeah, and it's a particular song. It's like dipped flow and something else. I'm definitely going to listen to it. It's a great song on a hot day. Um, find me in the, in, the, in the freezer chilling, basically, like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> We're in the shade now. Oh, sorry. There's a car making noise. But, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, back to eating. Hey? Uh, it, I'm just looking outside my window. I don't have my glasses on, but there's deer eating. Great. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Because Though, it I inserted a coin into a virtual system. And it, if you think about games theory, like, I'm not saying like systems theory, but like video gaming, um, yeah. you play the game knowing you could get hurt or die. If there is of no course. real tension of that, it's not that fun of a game. Um and then usually what, what's happened is people yeah. are so engrossed in the game, they've forgotten that like that edge is kind of what leads us to want to perform better in the game uh, at a level. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, another ironic level of what happened in these articles came out, and I don't know how, how accurate any article or representation is in the media. It's always good to be – take it with a grain of salt. We're a whole shaker. It doesn't matter. But um, – in, in, in Seoul, and this is the place of the tech and the gaming industry of a competitive sport, and it's really fascinating how that's driven people. It's like playing a game within a game. Um, and they forget or they become so engrossed in it or so addicted or whatever or immersed that they no longer eat or they drink the energy drinks to keep them in the game and their energy, and then they die. Like some have died in cafes and things like that. And it's like, that's, that's, oh, I almost want to, I'm not a four. But that has a level of slight humor in it, in a sense that that they're playing the game within the game so well that they forgot about the other game to an extent, and then then they actually died. Whereas you can't actually die in the virtual reality game, but in the real life game you can. Yeah, but can, but can you? 
Oh, oh no, okay. you just pass. Well, yes, you can, and you just pass on to another realm. Where you, you yeah, so even here, you can't actually die. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, well, you can't. I mean, do, do you know how you die? Is you, you actually be forgotten about. That's how you actually die. If you're forgotten down here as a soul, whoever incarnated, and you're blanked out, and you're wiped out and erased, is that not a death? That's like is that not an actual death? Of, also, oh, yeah, of memory. If no one thinks about you, as what uh, Nabokov said, the writer of Lolita, Pale Fire, and amazing, amazing books, um, amazing mind as well. He said, if you, if you cease, if you, uh, if you fail to think about me, I cease to exist. Those were his words about but that. I'm not, I'm not even sure if that's true, because if we, <laughs> if we understand that this understanding of time still is linear and time is actually not oh, linear. Yeah, of course. Just saying, just just saying, you know, so just, oh, yeah. just to throw in a wrench also here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. Chuck in some wrenches, man. If you see cogs spinning and you're just like, oh, I don't quite agree with that, smash that wrench in there, bro. That's that's great. We need people to do that so we don't uh, get ingrained in all oh, the only way and this complete knowledge. It's like that's just a machine functioning. <laughs> Although it seems by def how would I put it? Like the what you're talking about, solar and lunar cults and kind of the Zoroastrian kind of Aspect oh yeah, yeah, that that Persian thing. Now, to to put it into clarity, I was brought up in the Baha'i faith, which is of that Persian mystic Sufiistic tradition. Now, Isn't that also that like a super hybrid faith. Don't you, do you want to briefly explain it? Because that's quite a special one, I think. Well, it's a beautiful one, and um, I keep getting led to talk about it and reminded of it because I actually lived as a kid in their meeting house center. Um, and we had feasts there. Like I was well immersed in it, like in my living environment and and, and other things. And um, yeah, it's it, the whole lot of the prophet is just the ninth manifestation. You said hybridized, and and yeah, that's that's perfectly okay to say. The symbol was one of them was the nine pointed star. Each of those points was a divine manifestation of God. So um, you know, Zoroastra, uh, Muhammad, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna. Um, I was going to say John Smith, but I was like, that might be a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Anyway, we'll go Jesus. Um, but hey, John Smith was of a, he was the Mormon dude. But, um, you know, there's schisms even within that. And if you think about a tree, if there's a branch, there's going to be twigs off that branch. So to say John Smith is less actually of a divine lineage than, let's say, Jesus is like, well, they're just branches off a tree <laughs> in, in ways. But, um, but yeah, it's very much of, that the faith I was brought up in and the interesting thing is it's like you think about those two triangles of feminine masculine or the macabre the white body you added another triangle on top that's like a whole nother fucking thing happening there it's not just that's almost like the third pillar it's like you've got the gender balance you've got the left right balance and boom now you've got a third component one plus one equals three or like brings in the third thing um and so it's a really beautiful faith but again, with any other faith, there's issues with how it then becomes right. embodied in, in the governmental and the human structure and how it is potentially drifted away from the heart and the truth in it, like all religions. Yeah, like entropy and, uh, I mean, this is like information loss is the issue. We live in an information age, so it's like they're static on the mm -hmm. wire. That's cults basically uh subject like they don't hear you know the full message and they they run off actually a really good video game that shows that is um uh zero dawn horizon i think it's called horizon zero dawn Whoa. it's a very okay. post-apocalyptic thing where basically human yeah. i mean spoiler 
Uh, it's far, far yeah. in the future. Humanity knew it was going through ecological whatever crisis that we're being told is the situation now. They created AI yeah. systems that would pump out clones to populate the world and robot animals to regulate systems and stuff. It's really, really good. But basically, oh, yeah, 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 which is so hilarious because you've seen the actual, actual real or not real articles about, you know, oh, we've got drone bees now and, um, you know, this, and we won't need nature to do its thing. We'll just do it all by machines. And the funny thing is you can just, ta- you can just take, a few, take a few photos, write an article, convince people that this is reality when it doesn't actually exist. I mean, that's hilarious. And it has people, these meme posts coming out a while exactly. ago, like, oh, just drones, they're watching us. It's like the subterfuge level. And the funny thing is, this is what Orwell said and in ways, or well, this is what sort of came out. The new war will not be a war fought in the physical. It will be fought with information and perception of reality. And that's basically what's kind of happening. And what would you rather trust? A fucking filtered system version or go out there into the world with your own amazing wetware of biology of your system and sense the world, smell flowers, fucking feel the breeze on your skin. And like that to me is is the approach so a part of it is if there is a reset or if there is a oh you've got all these great toys and technologies and privileges and that gets all pulled away it's like well what's that going to do just throw us back into our into our tools we already had we already have like the internet in psychic ways we already have these things it's just technology is an enhancement or another access channel to get these things and it's almost like have we shown the responsibility to use it wisely that's another valid question. It's like the atomic bomb. Um, Given but we, and how many years did we live in fear of that particular technology and eras where that's all the dominance was of the fear that that was our potentiality and fate of existence? That's a shit way to live in, in such fear. I mean, it's an interesting way to live. Even here, just briefly, because you make the correlation from what I understand, the idea or the specter of an all-out atomic war, for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, whether it's actual, you know, UFOs turning off the silos or whatever other control type structure. structure. They come down and intervene when we've got close and it's like beings get spiritual fucking messengers sent that have saved future things from happening. Um, Yeah, I I just wanted to get at the point that from what I understand, this whole scenario was never actually planned to really happen, but so mm. many people were afraid of it for so long, like the Cold War. I know, and, that, and, that's, and that's a trick of and, it. And if and, you think and, about exactly, things exactly, in your exactly. personal life, it's, it's like the fear is the bigger obstacle than the actual thing happening. And like yes. that actually yes. holds you in place and binds you. It's like, oh, I'm afraid to go outside because I've been filled with all this information or my body's been put into trauma mode and I can't fucking cope and process and it's like, then you go outside and like, oh my God, it's quite nice. And then all of a sudden you're like dancing or you go for a swim in the river and you're like, wow. And then you're like, man, I was dumb just sitting there in this like, oh, for ages. That was much worse than just having a confrontation with reality and going, oh, it's not so bad. Um, I guess for Solstice, it's good that we sitting in the darkest night now, you know, can connect <laughs> with you. Like your phone is running hot, you know. <laughs> Uh, hey, but but these things, and you think about Game of Thrones. What is it called? It's, it's, uh, the book series is called. Is it a song? Song of, a song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's a song. It's music. It's the word. It's emanation. Nietzsche, who killed God, said, oh, "This is hilarious." He kills God in his literature, and then he says, "Life would be a mistake without music." <laughs> At least he balanced himself out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting guy. It's funny because I think the idea um, of 
uh, fear and limitation can be inverted to the point of Prometheanism, where people are like, mm. oh, you're being oh, controlled perfect. by... Word, bro, nice. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like let's just say, like, to the devil's advocate position of, like, Jeffree Star or any trans kind of person, they're saying, oh, I've oh. been bound shackles of conservative white thinking and Christian thinking for so long, I am actually yeah. stepping out of fear and now I'm going to experiment with my life. It's weird how this works. Anything that's done will eventually backfire and it's like it's like the, the thing is like the myth of Satan or the myth of the devil and I told this story to someone um, yesterday I think it was and it's a beautiful story, and it's another perspective, and this is a perspective that comes from um, the Muslim tradition or the um, the Sufiistic branch of the Muslim tradition, uh, the mystic side. And it's a story about Satan and his casting out from heaven. This is one of the angels, and this is the angel that is most devoted to God. So man is created, God's creation of man. Is made and what is asked of all the angels is oh god there's a long one starting up here that's all right <laughs> right on one sorry just thinking about our obsession with mowing lawns and stuff in this country the, the drone of the yeah, be a bit much but so in this story the angels um most of them all of them go wow look at to, in god's creation of us um and behold the beauty and celebrate it and go, wow, this is amazing. The angel to be branded as Satan, Lucifer, the expelled one, could not turn away from God and his, his its um, justification or rationale would said were, how can I turn away from your beauty? My devotion does not allow me to look at anything less than you or cannot break the gate. And so the punishment for this particular angel who was so devoted could not see the merit in the creation rather than the creator had to be banished, had to be banished for the sake of that particular being's learning. And if you think about it, is that not just like us in a way? And where was he cast? Out of heaven to where? To rule the underworld or rule the world? Depending on perspectives, or not even rule, to wander, cast it out, despise. If you've watched the show Lucifer, there's actually some really interesting um, things. I caught up on it this year and found it of great value in entertainment. Um, and so that's the story of Lucifer. So then if you think about you know, the devil or Satan, it's like, well, think about us being banished from... <sighs> from wherever, from a place of acceptance, from a place of home, from a place of harmony, from a place of spiritual light and truth and beauty. And that is the reality we are working with. And it's like, would you not want to make a friend of that being? Because that being is yourself. Or would you wish to keep them as uh, the enemy? It's like hilarious. You can then, then move on to that, that saying, keep your, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. It's like, if there's a superstition and a taboo and a layer around anything, you know there's something of great value there, i.e. Satan, i.e. the devil. There's misconceptions about who he is, but it's funny. And that's the story that comes from Islam and the Sufiistic mystic tradition. It's very different to the Christian rapping. 
Yeah, what's, what's very clear is that there's always, you know, as with everything, you know, you can label and attribute all kinds of things to all kinds of mm -hmm. words and names that get triggered in mm -hmm. thought. And then you have all kinds of associations which may or may not be accurate or different people simply handling it differently. Yep, what's certainly sure. accurate is that, you know, the even just if we look at the image of it, once again, you know, it's just like pan, you know, like pan oh, yeah, sure. or pandemic or pandemic, yeah, yeah. you know. Or even yeah, and, and you know what, what's what's hilarious of another label and this ties in quite beautifully. And, and my my sister, my my half sister, um, she started saying it this way. And being able to play with language and see the subtle shifts of things is like is is quite amazing because she calls it um, she calls it co-void, like the void, the void space. And if you think about the year when it came into existence, it's like twenty twenty. It's like two zeros, and we're calling it the void. And co meaning together, and we've got two twos. Fancy that. Wow. You know? <laughs> and I don't know the other names that they just keep coming up with new labels for things. It's quite hilarious because they have to come from somewhere. How, how do you create with nothing or with something already in existence? <laughs> the creation with nothing is a whole nother trip. And, and, and to clarify myself personally, um, that's the that's the space I work with, and that's the space I work from. And to me, the gateway to that space or the the uh, is is the high priestess. Is like we talk about the masculine of God, but do we talk about the 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 force behind the God or a God? Monotheism is like well, who birthed the one? The zero obviously birthed the one. <laughs> if you want to follow logical procession, and that's where I work with. That's that's it. <laughs> That's nothing and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's the A on time now. It's the A on time now, which is like, which is which is what's unfolding, which is XX, which is about gifts, right? X is Gavo, the rune gift. And just to connect with the yeah. with the whole uh, devil archetype, because also you have, of course, Saranonos, mm. and you never know, like... Mm what modern version of religion is labeling whatever it doesn't like as devil blanket, you know? Yeah, for sure. Always yeah. accusing each other of being devil worshippers or whatever, you know? Oh, oh, like yeah. It's a bit yeah, of a yeah. mess in history, you know? So. Oh, I, 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 when, you, when you look into things enough, it's like, it, it's quite hilarious. And one of, the, one of the beautiful things of my background of being brought up in the Baha'i faith was that I was taught, and it's not even just, I'm like, where's that lawnmower going? Um, I might have to drive again. Um, I, I, yeah, I wasn't even taught religious tolerance. It was I was taught religious appreciation and actually religious ex, uh, exploration of all the proper terms. As proper terms, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tolerance is just like it's like like I tolerate you know it's like we tolerate it like i'm tolerating my own bondage or my own like suffering it's like well religious tolerance is like just a bullshit term to, to me it is and i'm kind of calling bullshit on it but, totally, but is, totally. That's, yeah that's what the media just spewed out on people when everyone's like yeah really tolerance 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 it's like if you see some bullshit i'm actually gonna be intolerant to your bullshit and that's okay <laughs> you know like <laughs> It's like a pendulum reaction. I mean, when you have Hitler's or in America, like we had some senator back in the 1800s of the Civil War, like beating someone to death with a cane. It's like the idea started off being like, let's just be less that way. And then it turned into political <laughs> <laughs> insulation, You know what I mean? And now it's just like, yeah. 
and basically, you know, everyone's tolerant of it's not even tolerance. That's it, it creates a, a suspended separation and acceptance. Like like preach the tolerance for everything, so you will accept accept your servitude and slavery. And if you want to go back to the rainbow agenda, um, so we put it down for a while. It's like the rainbow agenda, 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 uh, Bruce Jenner, or not Bruce Jenner, um, is 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 about in my recollections and my piecing together of lots of different sources is about the destruction or the, let's say, the undue confusion and emasculation of male energy or trying to transfer it in this power grab, which is not right. Um, that's the way I see it. I was with a being who ran um, uh, women's retreat um, things, and it amused me. And um, it got me to the uh, through awareness of her and, and being around that scene and, and even seeing it and hearing about it. I soon recognized that in these women's retreats, what was being taught was a unhealthy masculinization of woman. Hence, it's happening on the other side, okay. an unhealthy emasculation of masculine energy. And I'm not saying uh, I'm saying unhealthy. I'm saying there's healthy ways to do this and accept our spiritual natures and work with both sides. But there's a healthy way, there's going to be an unhealthy way. Um, and that's what I'm seeing a lot of this is, hence the leading to a lot of confusion in beings. It's like almost everyone's bisexual now or curious or doesn't have an answer to what they're into and will try anything and and um, not be sure and so confused. I'm like, this is intentional. It's like out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we've got like, you know, children's presenters on TV talking about like being transgender and their genitals and stuff, whereas talking about heterosexual sex openly and being a man and a woman is, 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 is shunned from being seen in, 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 in broad daylight. I'm like, isn't that a bit fucked up and weird? That's, yeah, I mean, this, 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 should, this insanity should be apparent to everyone, but yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, but when you're in the grips of it, you can't see it. Like yeah. when you're in the grips of it, or you're so drained by all these other stimuli and simulations which are forcibly fucking made to drain oh. you just to keep you under the spell. And just so I don't forget, and then Jim, um, um, just to make sure you're aware that, you know, Caitlyn Jenner or whatever uh, actually is, uh, has the same name and is related to Edward Jenner with the whole vaccine stuff. So even here oh. you have the same family, you know, just pushing the agenda according to the timeline. But Jim, you wanted to oh, say yeah, something? Oh yeah, but the funny thing is, if you're born into a family, it's like they will come to you at a certain point and say, this is your role, you sure, have to step of up. Course, yeah. and and so, that will cost you your dick and it's like oh my god if exactly like, I mean, what the fuck yeah sorry peeps but actually you know like hey it's, it's if it's a detachable one and it just comes great but if it's gone forever uh i'll keep mine i'm quite happy with it it's you know it's big dick energy i'll use it if i need in life because it's fucking a gift okay <laughs> simple but yeah jim <laughs> I mean, polarity. There's two towers. I think, in a weird way, it's not surprising. Yeah. Probably near a pole shift, if it's forced or actual, I don't know. But those poles. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the clarity of it. But it has happened geographically in the past. The North Star, uh, the, the the crux constellation, is known here now as the Southern Cross. It, it's documented in literature of notable and reputable sources that that was in that in that in the position of the Northern Hemisphere. Um, and it's funny why people are moving to the south, you said, and shit's happening in Antarctica and, you know, New Zealand, people are anchoring in the southern hemisphere now. And, and it, it, what happened last year on Boxing Day 
in New Zealand or Christmas night, Boxing Day, it snowed. And uh, it's like the hilarity of people who go, we're in the Southern Hemisphere, it's summer, and people put up all these frosty fucking decals and things and, you know, dude in this massive suit. And, like, if you live that lifestyle, how many people would die of heat stroke, like, in the Southern Hemisphere at Christmas? It would be a good way to get, anyway, won't go down that track and cull some people. But the thing is, like, yeah, it can flip. We can become the new North, you can become the South, because it's all just a matter of perspective, is it not? Well, it seems like the, the geomagnetic... Put the map upside down and you've got a whole different perspective. Where's your starting point? Where's your anchoring point to draw anything in a what is what? Is an is a interesting question, but yeah. <laughs> kind of what it is. I mean, this, I don't want to get Christian about it, but it seems like there's a unified higher point and then there's polarity on Earth of man and woman because I think we all agree God is beyond gender in some weird way. So yeah, this yeah, the of unity and then there's this bifurcation and now there's this attempt to unify in a what i was saying about the towers is like the two towers got knocked down and now i guess there's like a light beam or something that shows where they were which isn't even real right so it's like yeah. it's like there's a false unification oh, it's like objects, bro oh that's beautiful is that what they've put in the um in the place of the twin towers the twins right cain and abel the twins on the lovers card it's such a gemini card it's so great you brought it up jim <laughs> so what have they got a graphic light beam where there used to be two. Right. It's an illusion. I mean, it's Which is, and no, a light true. You know what it does? It alludes, it alludes to the truth. The funniest thing, and I tell this to people, a lie will still tell you the truth because it implies there is a truth. There can't be a lie without a truth to start with. Um, so it still implies it. It's like the term lead. I've been led. It's like, what are our lights now that we've switched to LED? It's like that's artificial light. And so we've got this holographic beam. And it's like, yeah, that's the light beam of the light being between the two poles, but we're doing it in a fake way to, to be like, yay, this is better. The technocrats, the technocratic society is like thinking they're doing an interesting work serving yeah. their agenda. They're just doing a cheap version of serving spirit's agenda, which is to me quite hilarious. Yeah, well, I, agree. I, guess what, I guess what I was saying is I'm not <laughs> surprised these politics are happening because it seems that oh? the polls are shifting, so people are getting confused in terms of how they identify with that. And it might flip. Yeah, I'm not saying sure. men will become women and women will become men. It's not quite like that, but it seems well, like patriarchy is uh, over and we're kind of shifting somewhere else, and that's the communalist kind well, of Well, it's not necessarily over. It's not necessarily over because what would you rather live in a world in, a world of harmony and balance between patriarchy and matriarchy or one or the other? That's just a simple question. It's like, do you have to choose one over the other? I think that's hilarious because you're just going to create the pendulum swing again for a whole other cycle where you can just look at shit now and be like, oh, both are valid and have great things. Let's just fucking work with both. Um, seems simple to me, but anyway, we get caught in these schisms of divide and it's the oldest, well, again, old tricks of the book is divide and conquer. Um, yeah, and, and do we really want to choose that for ourselves, for our beings that we're birthing into the world, for the beings we're birthing in ourselves? And that's what Aeon is about, is about recognition of both energies coming in and that being holy, spiritual, divine. You don't need to demonize one to elevate another. You can recognize both as divine. And if you're creating with two divine channels, it seems better to me than destroying one to say, no, this is the new one we have to work with. And I do get, I do get where that has a time and place, to happen um of course where things need to be shoved in another direction because that's what mr crowley did but that was to highlight the hypocrisy of the puritans and the the holier than thou's that were preaching 
but behind the scenes not practicing at all. He said, cool bullshit. Uh, Star Wars. Of nature, which is the beast, which is nature. Oh, humans are not animals. I'm like, he was like, no, 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 no. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> and so he, he chucked that in. And that's the third out of the creation is like, if we think we just want to be machine and human and somehow divine, yet we've cut ourselves off from the beastly nature of this physical reality. Um, no, I'm just saying, no, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. This seems silly to me. I don't want to eat Soylent Green and live in a VR world. I want to be out in the forest and eating mushrooms and swimming in lakes and rivers. <laughs> like, seems a better choice to me, but, you know. And we can have that, but we can also have the technology to enhance our reality in our world. But the question comes back to whatever's deciding these factors is, do we deserve it? Have we earned it? Or have we fucked up our chance again? To have both um not sure <laughs> i guess it is capricorn season devil card in the house for sure so uh i know you, said you want to night two hours night, yeah. yeah well <laughs> there's an element in the sense of freemasonry trying to dominate the natural world so it, like you know let's create a safe little parlor so we can have our cigars there's a yeah, beauty sure. that, also like a fetishization and obsession with that where you get wallowed yeah or, you know, Westworld if you go too far with this shit. So I know. I had never seen the second series of Westworld. Like, the first was enough for me. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And everyone talks about the second. And I'm like, okay, I'm not sure. But... It's about yeah. to yeah. yeah. Sometimes half is good. Yeah, that podcast I did last year, I shared with people. And so many people were like, I only listened to half. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> Word. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Uh, you know, Nagamati <laughs> scripts. You only have half the script. You still do the best you can. Um, so, <laughs> Said about two hours you want to talk we're hitting about that mark i know you have work or something to do um is there anything uh, right? painting work you can we can have a slow wrap up i'm not in a huge rush i mean you know it's a nice hot I might, day i might be because my family it's my mom's birthday and she's coming home for dinner soon oh yeah yeah um, nice. happy birthday jim's mom so, yeah yeah happy birthday and uh, the final thing i just like to mention jim you want to say something no i was just laughing she's born on the fucking mayan apocalypse day or whatever tw december 25th. Yeah. Oh, do you know jim do you know what's funny? Just to chuck home some, some perspective in, um, a good friend of mine, uh, Neville, his mother died this year. It was her birthday yesterday, which is Equinox, and it's hilarious. Another friend, Leo, um, up in another part of the, the country. Um, one's in the capital, one's in Christchurch. Um, yeah, he posted something. His, his mother um, died on this day. It's like these certain beings choose to transition or incarnate or transition at interesting times. Um, it's all very significant, like timing and dates and precision. We talked about this, but um, yeah, time markers are cool. I mean, so so people people are celebrating birth and death at the same time, and it's to me that is that is that is life. That is that poles of a spectrum, which is actually a circle, and like I love and celebrate and appreciate both. Parts I mean, those this is very much the lover's card is toroidal. You're on the southern hemisphere, we're in the northern. Uh, you yeah. have more left wing path. I'm, I'm a Christian. The only label, the only label I put on myself, that was only our first introduction. And I will clarify, I have predominantly inversions, like if you hold it in a mirror and all these subtle tricks, but um, left and flies right, blah blah blah. But I would board up or natural inclination and gifts of what I was given, this one hand is your print. It was very much of the left, which I learned and worked with, but the other hand you have is your destiny and your fate of what you can control. 
and what you're given free will of allowances to do with. And that very much is the right. And I know I've been on the journey of mm, tr not transition. Well, yes, transitioning, but also harmonizing um, within that realm. So, yeah, just clarification. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I'm not playing out kings or anything. I'm doing the processes in myself as much as possible. It makes the most sense to me. <laughs> Well, we love having you on here. I know it was a little hectic getting you on here, but we did it. Yay. Um, Finding we'll have, his view. Like, huh? How do I get like this day? I just, how to, I'm lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you wanted it and it happened. Um, so I guess, are there any kind of party thoughts or any like sentiments? How can people reach you if they want? Send you PayPal, whatever, any of that kind of stuff that you want people to know about? Uh, oh, God. My, oh, wow. The hilarity of the situation is me being homeless. I was I've recently been blacklisted uh, for challenging uh, one of our governmental agencies um, who give me money because I'm sick. Uh, sometimes I'm sick. That's just a reality. Um, and I've had to ask many people throughout this year for assistances. And, and it's interesting because that's a really humbling process. And Jesus actually talks about if you want to follow the path, cast away your possessions and wander and rely on others. We've got to the point of a world where we've sold this delusion belief of you should be a self-sufficient individual. There's nothing wrong with having aspects of that. But if it leads to the point of non-connection with other beings or like non-understanding of empathy and helping others, that's like hey? written large. Don't be Scrooge McDuck. I mean, that's the whole Christmas tale thing, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, it's blatantly obvious. So it's, it's almost like I was then cast or whatever into into forcing the reality of having to be humble and trusting in the world and others around me for donations and aid. And I'm not asking for anything here. You can reach me if you can find me is, is all I'm going to say. It's not a, it's just a thing. I have a name. It's on Facebook. I have an Oracle page up now. It's called Intuitive Oracle Services. You can search it on Facebook. I'm going to be developing a website. I've got a nice graphic design. Um, yeah, the money thing will just happen um, when I ask and when Spirit decides. So it's ready to, to happen to support my mission. And hopefully, my mission is going to take me overseas uh, shortly to a couple of places of my ancestors' heritage. Uh, so that's Australia and the United Kingdom. Um, yeah, so. Um, I had no clue you had yeah. a website now. So that's what's up. Oh, um, no. I don't have a website yet. It's just a Facebook page, but I've got a friend. Yeah who's keen who has that techie side and um we're in the process of cutting a deal and it's just finding the time to hang out with him to to get that up because the mon the monetization and the control and the lack of options on facebook is just kind of like so frustrating and annoying that i wouldn't want to stick with that platform long term they're, they're already taking away they're already telling us what they're going to be taking away next year and i thought it was interesting they did the day it was february 22nd of a 22 year, the second month, two, 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 they're going to be taking away job advertising from Facebook. And it's like, oh, if the world collapses and there's an economic crisis, everyone's hooked on Facebook, knows these no other platforms. And then they're just telling you now, you're going to be pulling away the job market. It's just like hilarious. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so get your security and shit together right now, people. Um, time is limited. We may think we have all the time in the world, but okay, be prepared. Um, as Scar would sing in The Lion King, be prepared for the chance of a lifetime. But you have to make it yourself, people, and see the signs and read it and believe what you believe. But but choose wisely um, with that is all I'd say. And I do oracle work. I can help people transition personally. 
from past patterns into future, give them awarenesses of what they need to know for themselves to follow. I can do spiritual communions with past ancestors. I just make it up as I go along. Each reading's unique. It's intuitive. It comes to me from spirit. It's fun. I like doing it. Hit me up if you have an inclination for that, and um, it'll happen. I've got three more to do. I'm going to disappear into the forest on Christmas and for as long as I want, and I've got, I think, three communes to do of tarot. If anyone finds me, has an interest, it can happen. Yeah. Well, as we're far flung both ontologically and geographically. Team Rabbit Hole's a big fucking group. Um, oh, yeah, I, I do it throughout the world. Where you are. If you're in Antarctica, please contact me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd first. love to do a reading from someone from there. Like, uh, yeah, it blow my mind. Get a reading. Um, so, yeah, ever, we'll be sure to post some uh, your Facebook link and stuff. It's nice to see mm. you uh, doing well. Hopefully, um, you keep mm-hmm. up the. You know, I know you're kind of. Uh, Raphael's probably less. Well, not, not less paranoid. He's very paranoid, but it's like, I think he thinks we're, I think he thinks we're going to hack out of this, and I'm not even sure at this point, and you're like, buckle down. Again. Oh, no, no. Raphael was just thinking on, like, I know you hold back, Raphael, but I know you have a lot of knowledge on, let's say, much bigger levels, and let's say, going into, like, David Icke and the Galactic and the Archons and previous wars. So you have a you have a knowledge tapped into that realm and entities that come and channel and bring these messages and shit like that. And like, All I can, I can say understand. is I just see the scenario and if I'm gonna yeah. you know if I'm gonna join a server and play a game, a fancy one with my friends, I'm gonna mm. play it to win. And again, it's not even about an ego thing or whatever, because if you no. realize you're eternal, I have I have infinite lives. But just right now for oh, some reason I keep waking up here. So I'm gonna make yeah. the best of it. Sure. But go ahead. Oh, exactly. You've got infinite lives, but the the hilarity of certain things is um, I've spoken to a few beings who kind of have the sense or knowledge that this is their last go, and that can either be a scary thing or an empowering thing, and it's like when I first found this for myself, I was prepared and accepting of death, and like a lot of people like, oh, great, I get to go beyond, I don't want to reincarnate, this is fantastic. And when I got to that point of being made aware or this feeling that that was the case, I felt really sad. I was like, no, 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 wait, hold up. This this, this game's amazing. This this ride on the whirly gig is, is supreme. Like, fucking don't take me off. But then, but then other people were brought in this perspective. I'm not, it would be arrogant for me to say, I know what's happening beyond and I know what my role is there. And I won't know what my role is there yet until I get there. If you think about it, we get amnesia when we come down here. When, what, well, how would we know what's going to happen after and beyond? Um, when we go up, when we return, and people have floated these interesting ideas of possibilities of what it could be, and I'm just like, damn, that seems awesome. So if this is my last gig, hey, here, fantastic, it's been great. Um, I'm going to use the last of my time, and as you said, Raphael, you're going to win it, aren't you? Like, hell yeah, that's Libra energy is like win-win, man. Like, and people get fed up with playing games with Libras because that's how they play, and it's like, well, okay. Um, but it's not a bad way. If you think about it, if, if I go and I play Tonk, if I go there and I finish third but had an amazing time and and loved every moment of it, hey, that's a win. If I finish first and had a crappy time, I'm like, oh, I just wasted my time. That's a loss. You know? So it doesn't matter. It's win-win. Very like, true. You, you're going to try and balance things in both sides. It's at the end. You come to it. You've got a feather in your heart, and they're equal. That's win-win, and that's your ticket out of here. Zero balance. Oh, yeah. Done. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's for sure. And and the other thing is just maybe the that's you know heart, the, the everyone gets your their own template. Your karma is clear. Pass it on to any other inhabitants. Meaning, like there's this interesting concept which I tried to play with some maths on, and it's about the weight that disappears when you die, 
and it and it correlates to something. But then there's a mass. Weight is mass, and it's like so you take some beyond what your balance is, right? But then what you haven't worked through remains gets passed on in your lineage, which is a fascinating thing. So eventually that balance goes back to zero, and beings will stop reincarnating, as far as I can tell. Um, but we pass it on, and that's a responsibility not just on Earth, but when we go beyond of what we've passed on. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. and even this is just an even bigger dramatic scenario. However, Probably. yeah, generally I, I agree with you. And last thing I wanted to mention is the way I like to see the 20, which is the algoides, as you mentioned, the higher self aspect, actually the transcendence, yeah. the connection to mm -hmm. one's own higher self. And mm -hmm. yeah. uh, oftentimes it's also called, I believe, um, judgment, right? Or mm. Wait. The final trumpet calling the, the chickens home right, to root. Right, right, right. And so the way I like to call it often is like the final threshold or the final oh. frontier or yeah, the final separation. Because mm. in, the, in the process of uh, in the process of the um, of the major arcana, the fool's journey, he's going through yeah. all those steps. And then just before he recognizes himself again as the universe, because your higher self, you yourself actually are the entirety of the universe you perceive yourself to be existing in. He's passing yes. the final yeah. threshold. He's letting go yeah. of the final step, the final illusion of and, separation and, and, between creator and created. Have that keep us from from keep us down here from entering that realm. And if life is a process that's going to teach you the loss of attachment, then hey, you're going places and it can be a rough, brutal journey. And I've been on like a crash course of this since I woke up from my winter hibernation times, it's like, boom, time's ticking. It's like, crash course it up. Because you can take the slow journey, be the slow boat, or you can be like, actually, pff, come on, we've been through these things before. Let's just do the crash course version and we'll survive it and we'll, it'll go well. <laughs> <laughs> Loss yeah. of attachment is a wonderful thing. It's a scary thing for a lot of people, and it can lead to some dark places, again, of non-caring or thinking you can do anything, but that's where karma comes in to kick your ass. Um, well, that's so that's here. That's here. It's that principle. You still need to maintain with non-attachment. It's, it's, it's a weird balance. And, see, and isn't, isn't it interesting? Why, why are they burning the statue every year, and they literally call it the cremation of care? So there's something right. there. If it's, Is it literally called the hermetic principle, the way you described it? Yeah, it's the eighth forgotten one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but think yeah. about it. In Bohemian Grove, in Bohemian Grove. But they could go two ways: destroying it or actually spiritualizing it by fire. Well, I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I mean, let's get some of these peeps on the podcast sometime and go. Can you explain yourself, please? <laughs> you know, but they wouldn't come on. They'd send a representative that they'd try and program, and they'd probably just glitch out halfway through which I glitched a couple of times. I wasn't glitching. It was just power issues. It wasn't glitches. It was just power. <laughs> Not enough power from me. I can't draw enough from this world. <laughs> That's why I have to go beyond. <laughs> Indeed. Well, stay safe down there. Uh, hopefully our paths cross. Oh, yeah. Just sorry. One last thing, and it was important that I didn't mention yet. Um <laughs> You're kidding, right? That's a, countdown. That's uh, a good I'll joke, a of course. I mean, if you want, or we can call it, it's almost at two, two, two minutes. I was going to get all heady about that. Um, yeah, we're still but, at 2.18, but I know. It, doesn't, it doesn't have to be exactly on point. Um, Tell the archives yeah, that. Any, 
Well, we'll just have you know two three minutes. See if it comes back. If not, uh, Jim, what is your Christmas message? <laughs> oh, Christmas! It doesn't even feel like Christmas. War is over if you want it. John Lennon, he said at rest. It's like that's Merry Christmas. Have a good New Year. But like war, like you don't have to do. The, in a sense, the duality of the lovers' card is real. But then two become one, and it's just this like infinite kind of, you know, fractal of tantra or whatever you know that is. So. Yeah, war's over if you want it. Come to accept your enemy as your fucking self. Realize that you're not that great, but you're trying. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's a very balanced place. It's it's a serious mo- moment, I think, um, in the next few months. Like, he sounds a little more, pe- you know, like, save up bullets and food and shit. And I'm more like, all right, well, I, I mean, I'm more with you. Or it's like, let's try to, like, vibe higher. Hopefully I'm not being naive. Um, yeah, I don't know. My Christmas message just is that. Just John Lennon said it best. War's over if you want it. It's a, it's a choice. Red pill, blue pill. Even the Matrix dropping, and now it's like you get to choose. And even I haven't seen it. I want to watch it, but it looks like it's uh you know the old film projected onto another one. So it's almost like multi dimensionality being represented in the film. Um, so check out the preview. I actually, when I was coming down, I'm ironically tuned into the live premiere on Facebook of that. So I was uh, saying crazy shit and saying hashtag Team Rabbit Hole and all this shit. You know. Jada- <laughs> Dress. I'm like, oh my god, fashion is art. I get it, you know, or whatever. Um, some interesting people, but yeah, that, no real message. I mean, okay, cool. Well, let's wrap it up here because. But you had one important thing to say, so we might get that two to two. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. One freaking minute. Um, yeah, uh, it's drawing me now. One anyway. Um, one, two, two, one. Um, Catlin's where I'm at the moment. It's a ley line and it's a curve one of the flower of life. And we're talking about time is that's the same pattern. Um, but where it runs through the part where I'm at, it connects directly with Ears Rock in Australia, which they just made tapu, which means sacred, meaning they don't want people on it. And that's indigenous people taking spiritual power back saying, actually, we're putting a boundary, satin, a ring around this saying, no, you're no longer welcome here because you've defiled the site. So people will claim back their power in differing ways. We should look to traditional indigenous culture, not co-opted movements like black rights and trans rights and blah, blah, blahs, but actual real source material to decide and say, hey, this is what's of power. Go back to nature. Eat your shrooms. Come on, kids. You can do this. (laughs) That's my last little sentiments. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you coming on. So thanks for making it happen, dude. guys. Then a pleasure. As my version of the Christmas statement, thank you very much, Morgan. I'll uh, actually quote uh, Galactic Energy as channeled by Daryl Anka, though I, with recent statements of Bashar, I don't necessarily agree. This is from mm-hmm. 88 Galactic Conjunction and the last statements of oh. this particular energy, and I still consider it to be very accurate and relevant. And it yep. goes as follows. Respect yourselves. Mm-hmm. Love yourselves unconditionally. For out of unconditional love were you created, and out of unconditional love shall you create anything you desire. Yes. Lover's so. card, baby. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much, Morgan, for joining us. Thank you, Jim, as always. And thanks, everyone, for listening. For their, cool. for their in, guys. Adios. Go. Peace. <laughs>